0: Door.
1: All right, we are rolling. We are recording a interesting issue of the Cleveland Moto podcast. Small group today. We've got... Chris Smith. And to his left... Cam Vanderhorst. <laughs> imagine that. And me, your humble narrator, Phil Waters. Uh, kind of had a fun experience tonight. We all got to go out and play with the brand new Kimco Spade. Yeah, that was exciting. Sounds I like, was not expecting that. Hello, Spade. Uh, it was fun. I mean, nice it, unit. Nice it, it, unit. It's, Everything about it is nice. It's a fun little bike. I, I am pleasantly surprised. We got to demo one uh, about a week or two ago. The Kimco folks brought one out, and we kind of thought, you know, we've been waiting for this bike for a long time. It's probably going to be, you know, you're teasing me, so it's going to be at least six months till I get one. Well, we were, were able to work with our rep and get one of the early release bikes in here. Um, we prepped it tonight, just before the podcast, put the battery in, put, you know, Fuel, fuel. Check the check the loof pressure in the tires, which oh. actually came out very nicely. Yeah, um, it was prepped. It was pre-prepped pretty well from the factory. It didn't have a lack of oil. It didn't have bad chain tension. It didn't have no air in the tires. Yeah. So they are paying attention to
2: things at the factory. Yeah, I was really really impressed by the uh, the initial build quality on that bike. It, I it, mean, it feels good. It's it's every bit as good as just about like anything else out there as far as like small bikes go.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, you know,
2: I agree. I think that. You know, that it's very
1: funny that uh, on the gas tank it says, Kimco, and it says, Made in Taiwan. In in nice, big, right.
0: I'll check it out. <laughs> What's, somebody, I, I, somebody dropped their contact.
1: I think, yeah, it sounds like, it definitely sounds like somebody dropped uh, something real heavy over by the door. The It's probably like the nuts and bolts and hardware from our door job. The... Uh, but it's really, uh, the bike itself gets up and goes real good.
2: Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it likes to rev. It does. Yeah, I mean, right yeah.
1: out of the box. Yeah, No break-in. And we'll be the first to tell you, we're not going to break this bike in easy because, you know, everybody who takes a demo ride on it is going to try to find out what top speed is. And uh, I was able to get it to right around 62 miles an hour. Now, the demo unit that we had, I actually used my GPS to confirm it. I, I anticipated a very um, optimistic speedometer. <laughs> and the uh the speedometer was actually quite good it an indicated 60 it indicated 65 miles an hour it was going 61 miles per hour so it's not that bad of a speedometer error considering what most bikes these days come with and it says i like that whole like it says made in taiwan right on the fucking gas tank right on the badge yeah. and i know initially when they talked we talked to the reps they said that that was something they were probably going to get rid of But I'm kind of glad they left it on, because it does make you think, where do the other bikes come from? And uh, Taiwan is probably better, not probably, it is better, than a Thai-built bike. It's definitely better than a Chinese-built bike. Mm -hmm. And what we can tell you just from today, taking it out of the box and kind of going over the bike real quick, boy, it's nice. Uh, The pegs, which are absolutely reminiscent of BMX freestyle pegs. Like really nice aftermarket. They are.
2: Freestyle yeah
1: they are though. really nice Uh-oh. aftermarket they don't snap they don't smack of Chinesium. all the edges are finished very nicely uh, it's it's really cool
0: paint job is nice yeah the,
1: yeah, paint, the paint job paint is says. cool and what I do like is it is exactly um, it's exactly the right tire size so they are using the 130 by 70 actually on that one it's a 13080 by 12 mm-hmm. on the rear and they're using a one th- uh, 120 120 70 by 12 on the front 130 by 80. By twelve on the back, so that's a tire size that's really easy to get. Won't be hard to get tires for it, and we know they make white walls for it. We know Dunlop makes the, the Road RoadSmart for it now. That's a new tire from Dunlop for the mini bikes.
0: Kind of cool. So what about that complimentary uh, uh, paint on that uh, coil spring in the back? I mean, that's, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, the, I mean who, who the, does that? I mean, the that's, that's,
1: funny, the attention to detail of the that's white, kind of cool, the white shock spring as opposed to just a chrome. Yeah. Or you know, a chrome or black painted one, and the rear su- the rear suspension is preload adjustable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of the factory, it was set at position number two. I'm over two hundred pounds, and on the very just rough over, road, just
0: slightly over,
1: slightly over two hundred pounds. Uh, in uh, in drinking weight, I'm probably at, at my two ten right now, but it did it handled the bumps on the bad road. I was able to scream over them at fifty five miles an hour, and the bike was completely stable. Center yeah, it was, stand, it was really nice. yeah, that is. I, I didn't think about that initially, but it does have a center stand, and that's so, I mean, that's kind of cool.
0: That's one of those things yeah. where when you don't have a center stand, if you buy a bike, it doesn't have a center stand, you don't think about it until you're trying to garage it and thinking, yeah. "Man, I'd really like to have a center stand on this,"
1: or "I'd really like to adjust my chain." Yeah, yeah. And so it is fun that a little bike like that comes with those features. The fuel injection, spot on. Uh, it, it's it's right there. It's completely nailed. They absolutely nailed the fuel injection. Uh, starts just touch the button, it starts right up. The throttle response is amazing. It is, uh, it's, 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 it's there's really no lag, really
2: it feels really nice. It's so, a rev happy little bike, too. It doesn't like to, does it, not like to lug. You
1: don't need to lug it, you really don't. That thing, that little 150 overhead cam motor, uh, it really does, it really does like to be spun. It is quiet, so that's yeah, so too look, quiet. We look gotta at fix the nice that. Paint,
0: though. The, the The ring around the light, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. the
0: handlebars, mm-hmm. that rear grab bar. Yeah,
1: it's not flat. It's not a it, low-luster paint. A it's a satin s- paint. Nice. They
0: really did oh, yeah. spend some time thinking it mm-hmm. through and making it look like a pretty bike, i got to tell you. And it mm-hmm. has
1: the grab rail, which is nice, because yeah. you're going to put a passenger on the back, and it doesn't have, you know, when we had it for the demo, James, who's no dainty flower, James and Luke went out for a ride two-up on it.
2: Okay. Really? And, yeah. Yeah,
1: and and it didn't explode. It didn't fold in half underneath them, and that's a lot of tonnage. And uh, it ran great. It's got the little smuggler pouch behind the seat. I think that's right, the, little, right. the little hidden...
2: It's deep, too. Hidden I mean, that's, storage. That's big enough to fit your phone in. Did you see the yeah. uh, 12-volt outlet on it? No. There's a 12-volt outlet between the gauges. That's fucking genius. Like, right... Holy shit, really? Right, yeah, right under here, there's a 12-volt outlet.
1: Is it a USB or a round?
2: No, it's a round. It's, it's
1: a round, so you can plug right anything there. in it.
2: Yeah, you can plug anything in it. You could plug, theoretically, yeah. two uh, devices into it yeah it's, that's kind of cool. cool is that oh it's I'm got a really blessed. cool sweep to the tachometer too it goes from like six o'clock to one yeah, o'clock it's,
1: it's, that, that's a nice touch the uh the digital gauge the digital speedometer is nice the the tack is very sporty yeah um, yeah it's if,
0: you know the seat is actually nice too look at the seat i mean
1: <laughs> it's who, really nice <laughs> who puts attention
0: to the seat
2: yeah the seat's nice multicolored a nice job and it's, job on it's fully fully ribbed for her pleasure it's <laughs> It's definitely they definitely nailed the look of that bike because the unfortunate truth is is that yeah. in the small bike class mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where it's built. Right. The aesthetics are going to be really really important. Yeah. And because uh, that's going to be a first bike for a lot of people. Oh, I I think so. There's for twenty nine
1: ninety nine, I think a lot of people yeah. are going to make that. Their and, first and there's
2: going to be a lot of people that are going to not know a lot about bikes, or right. even people that do know or think they know a lot about bikes. They're going to be like, oh, it's a Kimco for that sixty nine bucks a month. Yeah. yeah, for that money, I could have a Honda, I could have a Kawasaki, yep. and it's just going to take one ride on like an adult sized bike or a more yeah. adult sized bike. Like we, were just I don't talking know if about... I think
1: the Kawasaki and the Kim the Kawasaki and the Honda are
2: built as well as this is. This
1: appears to be built. I More can durably. say the Z125
2: is built better than mm-hmm. the Honda, yeah. but we were just talking about how well I haven't been on a 2017 <laughs> Grom, but yeah. the older yeah. Groms, right. It's definitely better than that, but like the ergonomics are terrible. Yeah. The
1: the Z125, there's everything from my waist down is pain, I mean like the you you mentioned the gas tank, the shape of the gas tank. Yeah. Even though the shape of the gas tank does look like it's Big Brother Ninja. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it has the, the cuts in the side of the gas tank, that reverse angle that's designed for you to put your knees in. Well, the problem is you could only put your knees on that bike in that bike if you were three feet tall. You know, if you had a 18-inch inseam, mm-hmm. you could put your knees in those pucks. But those those caverns. But on this thing, it has a traditional motorcycle gas tank. It does look like. I keep thinking if you just if you took that bike and made it 40% bigger, it would look very much like a Bonneville or mm-hmm. any of the above.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. It looks
1: like a TU-250 got shrunkified a little bit. It's more comfortable
2: than a TU-250. <laughs> Is it? I... I... I haven't ridden enough on a tu u two fifty to know, but it's funny that's a smaller bike than the yeah. t u two fifty but yeah. the t u two fifty feels more cramped when you're sitting on it, at least okay. to me, yeah, so it's me this actually feels pretty good I five mean, 10. aside from ever
1: looking at yourself in the reflection of a passing sh- store window,
2: yeah, you don't feel unnatural
1: you don't right. feel unnaturally you don't feel like you're riding a tiny bike it just it doesn't feel like a small bike. it handles well, it corners well, and its wheelbase is considerably longer than
0: it, it's got a red caliper. It's got a red,
1: yeah, caliper. Got a red brake, caliper. and we all Out know that from that,
2: the Harley I mean. Davidson catalog that's like three hundred dollars more. Yeah, that, that's yeah. way more expensive. I remember that episode. <laughs> <Good time. laughs> so a uh, clever thing that Kimco did is there's a uh, U.S. Uh, aftermarket parts developer mm-hmm. uh, MNN. So on a, on your Instagram machine, you're gonna type in at M is in Mary, N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy, T H B X. Okay. And they've already developed parts for this thing, so you've got your little. Cafe racer. Seat. Oh, the little cocktail shaker got, pipe looks good. That yeah, the shape looks, looks great. I mean, they've yeah. they've so basically they've they've done it the same way that like Toyota did with Scion yeah. back in the day, where that's you right. buy the car day one and theoretically right there at the dealership you There's can have all kit. your accessories. You can put kit so, on it right away. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's really really exciting. There's already aftermarket yeah. for it because you know they're definitely going to go after too, like the Grom crowd oh, or yeah. the uh, the ruckus crowd.
1: I really couldn't, um, you know, and I'm not. A mini bike rider, I'm not a mini rider by any standard. That riding position to me feels awkward. But for a play bike for me, a play bike has to feel light and agile. We have a really weird um, Honda CT125 in the workshop right now. It's not a CT90, it's not a CT110, it's a CT125. It's Australian market. And what it is, is just a, a damned good farm bike. It's a damn good play bike. And it's got full size wheels. It's got a regular, traditionally located gas tank. And it's a shame they didn't sell the bike here in America. In in Australia, that thing sells like crack. They can't get enough of them. <laughs> but when I looked at it and I rode it around, I was like, this is kind of the perfect play bike. It's super lightweight. And It is super lightweight. And if you crank it enough, you'll get the front wheel up, no problem. Well... We had the front wheel up in this bike within 30 feet of its initial launch. That's right. It was, With, it was pretty within lazy. 30 feet of its clutch being let out, the front
2: wheel was up in the air. So it looked effortless too. Which it either, is effortless, which either speaks to the bike or you're riding. Ability, no,
1: it's but. just a. Retar- All you have to do on that bike is aim the throttle at a ridiculous number and just dump dump the clutch out, and just dump the clutch out, and it just the front end comes up in the air. The one that the one that we demoed had many more miles on it, a lot more broken in. And whereas this one, it feels like it's only going to give you about a twelve or fourteen inch wheelie before it's going to go. Whoa, 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 hold on, <laughs> uh, the one that was broken in, man, when when you stabbed it, it was going full twelve o'clock on you. You had to really think about what your next move was going to be after it started coming up. You'd better have something in the playbook, or you were going to be chasing the bike down the street.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really eager to ride one that's more broken in. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, I mean, like you could feel that. You could feel there's still a little bit of a uh, tightness or stiffness, oh, sure. I guess, as you were rolling on the throttle. Yeah. But the throttle was the throttle response was really, really sharp and really, really progressive. Get 500
1: fun miles put on there, and then adjust the valves. You know, get 500 fun, fun miles put on, adjust the valves, ditch every every molecule of EPA type sensitivity, and put some kind of a, a more enthusiastic exhaust on it. And I think it's going to respond real well. I think yeah. it's going to turn into a, a fun, fun, fun little bike.
2: Oh yeah, that's and they what colors they come in? So there's white. We know there's a beautiful metallic chocolate brown. Metallic
1: chocolate brown really looks good. That's the other one I ordered. So I got the white because I figured nobody can hate on white, and whites do sell very well no matter what they are. K pipes white sold well. Um, so what, sixty
2: nine bucks a month? Yeah, sixty nine yeah, bucks. Might a month. as well not even take that out of the crate. Just drop it off in
1: the falls. <laughs> yeah, just. just. Drop the crate right there. I don't need to sleep the, uh, in my own bed. Yeah, that's that's it. It, it, is, a it is a fun little bike. I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. So that's a really exciting thing here because we've been <laughs> waiting for it for a long time and it's nice to see it's here. It's nice to see that at least around here, I was actually playing that game where I was like, don't get excited about it. Just don't get excited about it because I've had the carpet pulled out from under me so many times. That genuine 400cc motorcycle, it's still not here, you know? And like that was... We were supposed to get it last August, and then that turned into April, and then last April turned into well, I don't know, July maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, it's the middle of August now, and we still don't have that bike. Remember so. how
2: excited I was about the uh, the um, R9T racer? Yeah. And how much of a I'm I'm sorry, like it felt like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And it, it's you're paying four grand more. Yeah. For much less bike.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I haven't ridden that R9T racer,
2: so I really don't know exactly what's going on with it. Uh, standard so standard R9T yeah seam welded aluminum tank okay. inverted front forks okay monoblocks. mono blocks. all right R9T racer mm-hmm. you get none of that really yes so Stealed, it's a stripper steel tank standard but it costs like four thousand dollars okay more. Uh, all right but all right. you get yeah. the cool like retro seventies fairing wow total bullshit wow. wow
1: so you're telling me they took off all that expensive cheese they put a fairing on.
2: How much and it they cost raise the price cool four grand retro fairing for the uh, V7.
1: Oh, if you get their record kit, it's ridiculous.
2: Not if, the not the OE one, but the the OE
1: one. The OE one is twenty three hundred dollars, and they have them at the factory, and they've they've alerted our dealers that that's an item you can buy on the cheap, and you know, hey, that's kick ass. Uh, that's that's a great thing. That seat looks kind of horrible. The record kit seat assembly looks kind of weird. But the fairing is beautiful. I give them that. It's a Stucci brand, Stucci branded uh, or Stucci manufactured fairing. It's really good looking. But it's you know I, that t- as a twenty three hundred dollar kit, you know, look, I got a I got a V seven racer, so I spent ten grand. Then I'm going to spend another twenty three percent to put a fairing on it. When I can put a Viper on it for seventy nine dollars, that's what
2: I was getting at. You just get, yeah. you can get an inexpensive fairing for your V seven and do right. the the cool late seventies. Oh, you yeah, can you can do yeah. the the cool late seventies.
1: Um, do, a, do a Viper, like, like, if you want, if you want you could do a Viper for $79, or you could do a fancy, like, a Mistral or a Stucci for, you know, $300 or $400. That would look
2: really good on a uh, black and green V7. Yes, it would. On a, on a V7 Special, uh-huh. yeah, it would look really good. Yeah, I, did, I was not aware there was more than one color for the V7 Special
1: They kind of snuck that in. That, um, That's that like black really... one, when you look at the website, the black one doesn't get any justice, because the black one... This, the pictures are all side shots. Yeah, and you don't so see the stripe. So you don't see the stripe, stripe on the gas tank. And the gas tank stripe is kind of beautiful and aggressive. The blue with the orange, <laughs> the combination of a metallic blue with an orange stripe on it,
2: it never looks bad. They're compliments. Yeah. They're opposite ends of the color wheel, yeah. so and they, they always do, make sense. They do work. They, it always works well
1: together. They look fucking great. I mean, that's, that's just a good-looking thing. We just got the new V7 Stone <clears throat> that is the satin yellow. And when it, uh, if it came out, if you just would have told me, it's it's satin yellow. It looks like that can <clears throat> It looks fucking great. Uh, it's got a little bit of a luster to it. I don't know how they did it, but it's got a luster to it. And the other day it was parked outside, <clears throat> and it had been raining. It had just enough water droplets on it to all of a sudden bring out this like orange cast to it. Ooh. I hm. was like, the fuck. And I, normally I wouldn't go for a flat yellow bike ever, I can see where this one might sell I, I could see where this one might might be I wish I may have ordered more of them it was handsome a handsome looking bike.
2: bike, Beth was looking at it because yeah. I tagged her in that photo yeah. because you yeah. had the yeah. yellow and you yeah, had, we had like, those, the white one they arrived I, on the same day and yeah. I tagged Beth and uh, and I said look, one for each of us and she thought I was saying the small bike was hers I'm like no, I'll take the yeah, take she the can have a V7, I'll she take the spade yeah. <laughs> honestly, after riding the spade I, I feel that like spade's fun <clears throat> I'm at a point now where it's like I can ride something like that and acknowledge yeah. that that's not the only bike I'll ever need oh, no. or the last bike I'll ever buy. But like, I can ride it and get really, really excited about like, ooh, that's a really good third
1: bike. I think that's the great fun of a play bike. The great fun of a play bike is nobody's even pretending like it's their only ride. Mm-hmm. Usually they're affordable enough that you can
0: throw just one. Just have in one your, laying around. Just
1: have one. Just own yeah. one. You know, I've, I've paid more money <clears throat> than that for guns I don't need. I paid more money. I mean, James has spent far more money than that on his bicycle. So That's when right. you think that it's a actual running motor vehicle for three grand, you're like, "Yeah, it seems pretty awesome."
2: So I didn't go to work today. Yeah, because I hate my job, and I make more <laughs> money writing on the side anyways. So I wanted to go out. And sure get you sure you want that on the podcast? I don't care. What are they going to do? <laughs> fire me? Oh, the humanity! <laughs> um, they free up a lot of time to write articles about yeah, motorcycles. Would <laughs> free up a ton of time to write articles about motorcycles. So yeah. I wanted to go. I have three cars in my driveway currently. Mm-hmm. All of them are broken. <sighs> Beth took my one running car. Yeah. Car gets here tomorrow. So for the money that I have tied up in all of my broken cars, yeah, I could have like six spades. <laughs> you could just have a flock of spades. <laughs> We're a good man. Just give
1: me, just give me the Flock of Spades, please. Uh, and besides the obvious of, come on, dude, who did you call when you named this thing? Because like the the Stella, it took us a while to get used to the the name Stella, and to the point where we felt comfortable with it around the Stella, shop. Stella is a far better name than Spades. Stella, Hell yeah, is. I get well. And Buddy, Buddy Hurt, man, Buddy took a long time to get used to. If the Buddy would have been the fact that.
2: It's speed, like you know, like Ace Cafe in London, it's exactly. In Taiwan or something. Right, exactly. Like, I, don't, I don't know how you can you can't tow the line of Made in Taiwan and yeah. reference Ace Cafe in London at the same time, but they I somehow know. did it.
1: Yeah, uh, I I think that I would have been happier if they would have just ignored the entire Cafe Racer movement on that bike
2: and just named it Cool Seventies Standard Bike.
1: And, and and yeah, but tiny, right? They, That's a
2: really long name, but they could have gotten away with
1: it. I like letters and numbers. If they would have called that the SR One Fifty. I would have completely been happy with it.
2: The Kimco FU sixty nine four twenty. Yes.
1: <laughs> if they would have just done that basic thing, or called it a Kimco S one hundred and fifty, or something, or you know, with, with the as Honda, bad as they
2: screwed the pooch on yeah. Spade, there is a very high likelihood they would have called it like the Kimco, like IS, IS nine eleven, right. <laughs> the IS
1: nine eleven, the <laughs> ISIS nine eleven. I'll take two. The uh, the GB five hundred from Honda was a great use of letters and numbers, and it really is. The TU 250 from Suzuki confuses me a little bit because I'm like, well, what's the TU? You know, Um, sometimes Suzuki pulls some strange numbers, the uh, some strange letters out of their hat. But yeah, when the Buddy came out for the first solid year, I could not say, I just couldn't say it. Yeah, I want to order, I want to order some Buddies. I just it it (laughs) pained me every time it came up. Yeah, what, what kind of bikes you sell? Oh, we sell the Buddy 125. Oh, really? And do you have the fanny pack to go with those? Yeah, it's a Buddy 125. And that's
0: extra for you, pal, but yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah, to the Yeah, the, the Kimco
1: People 150 was a hard one, and the Kimco Grand Vista, not so bad, but the Grand Vista was just, that was like one of those ones. Anytime a bike is named Friggin something... in
0: American buyers, that's the problem.
1: I think it's the people that are trying to target American buyers, but don't actually live here. You know, I or just like, go with city
2: names. I feel like people is probably the worst. If I had to rank them, I would say people's bad. People, Spade, yeah. Buddy. Yeah,
1: people's a bad name. People's a bad name. They, I mean, they've had a few. They've had a. I mean, we had the Twist and Go. T and G made a scooter called the Lil Sport. L I L apostrophe Sport. It was a Lil Sport Forty Nine. Truth in advertising. It was smaller than it should have been. It wasn't sporty, but it was a little sport, you know, like, that kind of thing. Like
2: when your dad kind of takes your t-ball cap off and, <laughs> yeah. and says, "We'll get him next time." We'll sport. Yeah, sport.
1: That that was a tough one. That was uh, that was a tough one to to deal with the name on. It's just so much of the stuff is it's painfully named. We're getting away from that now a little bit. That's
2: good. The more of the companies a, are. We you should know. talk more about crappy bike names. Like, what are some like shitty like even like. uh, Western bike names that are bad.
1: Uh, I'm I have a complete problem with the Harley Davidson Mount Rushmore package. The Rushmore, like the whole Rushmore yeah. thing. I mean, the more you know about your American history, the more Rushmore should kind of like it. It should be kind of like, ooh, yeah, that was a bad idea. You know that? Yeah. Oh, okay, I get it now. I've been there. I've seen it, and I've you know gone there several times. Gone in my youth and gone back as an adult. But it's one of those ones. The more you look at it, you're like. This was just a big scam. This wasn't. This entire thing was like kind of a, and a bit of a charlatanism going on. And, and you know? the thing is, it took
2: a long time to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's like we yeah. should think of something fast. <laughs> yeah. We make it up real quick. The
1: I don't. I don't know if I mean. I like the way they put Teddy Roosevelt on there, just to get the funding.
0: <laughs> hey, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know story. that. No. Yeah. that's
1: say. Right. Yeah. Oh. In case you're not going to write me a check, I'm going to put you on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of like, because it is kind of a mismatch, him being in there. Yeah. So the, uh, but yeah, with the motorcycles themselves, there's just, it's tough. My own personal one that I still, I cringe every time I say it. The Motoguzzi MGX-21. I will always call it the MGX-21. You will never hear me call it the Flying Fortress. That's another one of those ones where you're just like, the Flying Fortress? So touring bikes really?
2: Like, the, the touring bikes ain't my thing, but like yeah. that's a gorgeous bike. That's uh-huh. like a really cool bike. I think they they did a really smart thing by knowing like we're never going to get yeah street glide customers. No. So we're gonna build. We're not gonna build a. We're not gonna build an Italian street glide. They built a fuck you to street glide. Yeah, they, they built did. like a completely different bike. They built bike. a totally fuck you. What like, color does it come in? Batman. Carbon fiber it comes in Batman. Yeah, it comes in carbon fiber and red rocker <laughs> right. covers. Yeah, it comes in Batman flavor. That's so I mean, really. It's a super. It's a.
1: If they would have really called it the button. Dark Knight, <laughs> the MGX-21 Dark Knight, I would have been like, yeah, well, no, fucking... But the MGX-21 Flying Fortress. The Flying Fortress is just that extra bit of like, it's Americana. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was like, Flying Fortresses were the, bi- the planes that were dropping bombs on Italy. Yeah. You know, that kind of mentality. So it's, th- that's a tough one for me. I, I've never warmed up to it. It is a little weird. I got some uh, weird car names if you're ready. Well, I do want to have one more. Okay, you got one more. The Piaggio Fly. Yeah. It is named after a fucking insect. I mean, I understand fly. No, yeah, I no, mean, dude. I
2: just think of a bug. I just. But Vespa is like wasp, but it's like cool
1: somehow. You're right, and that's a good point. So the Vespa, you're right. The Italian brand, iconic, 70 year old Italian brand of the the, the Vespa, and wasp is kick ass. Wasp are cool. Flies, on the other hand, are annoying, and generally you want to get rid of them. You know, and up until the last generation, I'll say that the, the Chinese-built flies I was no fan of when they were carbureted and everything else. These new ones are way better. We don't. Ha- There's not a single warranty claim with these fucking bikes. I mean, mm. they're they're remarkably well built. The uh, but the old flies, man, I, I developed a hate a hate relationship with them a long time.
0: Maybe they long. were shit flies.
1: I think they were shit flies. Maybe not
2: yeah. beetles. Yeah, every time wanted to show up at the shop, they would be like, "Ah." Oh, which
1: Another is the same way fly. I feel about flies. Car names?
2: So uh, you're in the K class, uh, Japanese cars. Fucking now. love K's, man. Six fifty. Give me that six fifty motor. Mitsubishi uh, Minica, I believe it was the Mitsubishi Minica lettuce. The lettuce. The Mitsubishi lettuce. Wow. And you Mitsubishi also lettuce. had the Honda Vats. T H A T apostrophe S. Yeah, the Vats. They had it with beat. They should have left it the beat. The beat was a beat great was a name. Yeah. The beat,
1: like it's got the beat. It came with a zebra print interior mm-hmm. from the factory. And that's pretty cool. But the Suzuki Cappuccino, which is like,
2: you know, poor man's Mazda RX seven. That's kind of a cool name. Cappuccino. Cappuccino, kind of a cool name. You know? Um Area works. I mean, it's like really like even just like not even getting out of the six hundred and sixty cc class. Yeah, there's so many good car names. Well,
1: that's because there's. I think that with the K cars, I think the whole deal with that class is just there's fucking tons of them. Yeah, I mean the the idea is they're so, so affordable. Just run out of names. They've completely run out of
2: names. Yeah, yeah, they've completely. I the think uh, Nissan, Nissan, and uh, well, first off, the RX seven. Was the Savannah RX Seven overseas? Mm. Which overseas, is yeah. wonderful, yeah. evocative name. Yeah. Great name, uh, Skyline. Yeah. Wonderful. Skyline's evocative a great name. name. Fair <laughs> the Fair Lady. The Fair Lady. Better than the better than the twenty four ounce. I love the uh, idea of the Fair Lady. I, that's that's like a really polarizing one. It is a polarizing <laughs> name. Yeah, the I Nissan. Do. Hit it. Yes, the Nissan Cedric only gets away with being the Cedric, Cedric. Because, Cedric. because it's Cedric. a very because it's an entertainer. Yeah, it's the it's Cedric. it's an entertainer. It's yeah. a very stately car. Um, what about
1: the the Mazda Moby? That's Moby. A, oh the Bongo. The Bongo. How about a Bongo van? The Scrum. The Scrum. That's another good one. Yeah, yeah. Scrum, I think yeah.
2: Scrum's another uh, K yeah. class. Uh, yeah, I uh, think it is. Little little truck that you sell. Yeah. Um, you know. I, I almost mongo. I almost bought a Bongo the other day, and just because I was like, wouldn't it be fun to just have a Mazda Bongo? So the uh, original Mad Max movie, that first mm. chase scene yeah. where they just drive right through, right <laughs> fucking through a blue Mazda. It's a great story. They ran out of cars to wreck, so it was the director's personal car. Yep. Cut my ride in half. Yeah. The same director whose knee you, kneecap you see get blown off. Yeah. When you see the yeah. shotgun shot to yeah. Mel Gibson's knee, it's actually yeah. the director's knee. Yeah. He was yeah. that committed to yeah. Well, they yeah. let him keep making movies. He made that oh, yeah. shitty Happy Feet movie a few uh, years ago. Hey. He's, I mean, for, for my childhood,
1: the whole Mad Max series, oh, yeah. I it, it's
2: super important
1: to me. When and I, that's when, why when Fury Road came out and it was amazing,
2: mm-hmm. I was so happy about it. Well, here's oh, the so thing. Good. Like when you, when you learn about, I let myself get shot in the kneecap and film that for my art. I
1: don't, did he really let himself get shot in the kneecap? That's I heard that I was an urban
2: legend. I, that's what I read. I can't
1: imagine a doctor. I mean, he's a doctor. He's a physician. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine he would allow that. But he said that, they, they interviewed me, he said like, he brought a lot of his medical experience working in emergency rooms and stuff and having seen that to the film and said, no, this is what this really looks like. And so a lot of the stuff that was graphic in the film was graphic because he was in the yeah. and knew what it actually looked like as opposed to what Hollywood thought. That was one
2: of, those, was one of the first movies, too, where it just kind of like it implied more. Because there wasn't a lot of gore in No, that really. was the whole idea.
1: The camera looked away. Yeah.
2: Like you had to come. figure out what does it, out. it look
1: like when a baby gets run over. Yep. You know?
2: It's so just your like, brain the, uh, had to paint like the chainsaw you. scene in yeah. uh, Scarface. Oh, you you yeah. don't see anything. No. But, but your, your brain like just oh, colors yeah. it in so bad. It's so cool. Hey, about motorcycles.
1: Yeah. I wanted to talk, as a topic, I wanted to talk tonight about brakes and brakes brakes
2: is kind of an interesting thing uh red ones are better they cost a lot more red calipers are always
1: going to stop better parts and
2: accessories catalog
1: we had a customer bring a bike in it's actually a bandit 1998 uh yeah yeah uh suzuki bandit and it came in and the guy's like there's something wrong with my bike i don't know what it is it doesn't want to go uh and this guy's closing in on 300 pounds (laughs) <laughs> and this is a bandit that I used to own that's had the whole Dale Walker package done to it. So it's it's over one hundred horsepower. It's a very good, very strong running bike. Had maybe thirteen thousand miles on it when I sold it to him. He's put maybe another four thousand on it. The bike is a great bike. It's it's the epitome of just bandit frugal but powerful. And he brings it in and I, I okay, sure, I'll take your word for it. And of course, being a customer, his statement is, You guys just worked on this bike and now my brakes don't work, or there's something wrong with my brakes. You guys just worked on it. I looked the invoice, I looked last time. We touched the bike 2,200 miles ago. So anything that we'd have to do wrong has taken 2,200 miles, miles to rear its ugly head. That's, that's an eternity in bike ownership. It is a bike, yeah. For a lot of people, that's 10 years. Yeah. And the, uh, so I walk out to the bike. His brake rotors, which are the factory OEM rotors, were, they looked like they were anodized. They were purple, they were gold, they were green, they were purple, they were gold, they were green, the whole way around. Hmm. And you couldn't roll that bike without the assistance of a 100 horsepower motor. His front tire was just shy of showing the cords. Mm. And I said, when did you fucking notice this? Anomalous problem uh, two weeks ago. I wonder how many miles he put on a motorcycle where it actually was the front brake, the front right brake was locked. Completely fucking locked. And it was locked so much, and yet the bike still ran somehow and got him to my shop, you know, 15, 20 Pulled miles from the his to house. the house. Right. I, I would think that it. It probably had a very strange rubber smell, too. (laughs) The smell of burning rubber that was his front tire. Uh, Very rarely do I see a front tire worn down to the cords. In this case, it's because that front tire was fully engaged the whole time he's driving it. I tried to drive it across the lawn because I didn't want to drive it on the street for the obvious reason. And as soon as the front tire hit the grass, the front wheel just did what it would do. It locked, and I was just skiing. I was just skiing the front wheel. And I I gave up. And this is after, before I even get on the bike, I went out and I kicked the living shit out of the calipers because I knew that they were bound. There's no doubt. They're completely bound up. And uh, I guess what had happened is one of the pistons in the calipers had gotten crooked. I don't know. The pad was worn down to the backing plate, maybe then some. There was no brake material left on the inside of the caliper's backing plate. (coughs) uh, The inside brake pad's backing plate. Nothing left. And yet, the caliper was... It was pronounced. It was showing. It was proud because there was no brake material left. It got so fucking hot that it turned a brake rotor, which is flat, into something that was dished. Oh. So the brake rotor... The, the outside edge of the brake rotor, so if it was a record player record, it would be track one. Track one was so bent and puckered that track one of the record was actually grinding into the caliper. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whereas track six of the record was bucked and was hitting the other side of the caliper. So there was about an 8 millimeter or 9 millimeter deviation between the internal part of the rotor that mounts to the rim, and the external part of the rotor, which would be the, the fast part, the part that moves real quick. So it got so hot that it deformed. It actually bent the metal That's of, a, not of right. a brake rotor. And these are, these are iron, strong-ass fucking rotors. And it actually distorted the rotor. And that wasn't wavy gravy. It was not. It was just completely like, it just like you got ball. something cherry red hot, and then pulled the inside six millimeters to the right. It was dished. So was what, th- what do we think he did to it? Well, I, I, what I think happened is, for for a, lack of a better term, the complete ignorance or avoidance of brake maintenance. And the, you know, moving parts, moving metal parts that go through seals and things like that, they do like to occasionally be lubricated. Sure, why not? Uh, they do... When something's going wrong in a braking system, it develops heat. Heat is the byproduct of anything in a braking system. When it's working nominally, heat is the byproduct of a braking system because you're using a squeezing device against a rotational device to stop something that weighs like 300 times more than it does. So there's going to be insane amounts of heat, and that's why on race trucks and stuff they have water-cooled brakes. And they just dump water on the brakes as they're cooling. You know,
0: Has he never going. heard the podcast on waking up your bike in the yeah. spring? Yeah. And things to do. Yeah, I and, don't and think he did. Check this and check that. Uh, so
1: we had to beat the calipers apart. We literally <laughs> had to beat them apart with hammers. Uh, the rotor, I. what's happened to that rotor, the heat deformation that's happened to that rotor is just off the charts. And the right rotor, by the way, or the, I'm sorry, the left rotor looks fine. It, it looks normal. It's functioning. It's being a rotor. And everything on the left side of the system works works absolutely great and is normal. We just pulled it completely apart. The inside
0: of it looks clean
1: and, and beautiful.
0: So what you're and saying the is the, the, the left is okay, but the yeah. right is completely fucked up. The
1: right is completely fucked up. In this particular case, yes, the right is angry and fucked up and uh, and, and is just hoping to get some of its heritage back. But <laughs> it's uh, it's... <laughs> Completely deformed, and they're sorry, I know we can't sometimes we, <laughs> sometimes we have to do it, but the, uh, <coughs> so that led me down the, the rabbit hole of, well, brakes, you know um, so for the game, according to the manufacturer, and this is according to Honda, how Honda uh, USA, how often should your brake fluid be changed
2: on your motorcycle? Anyone just once a year, yeah, once a year. Yeah, it's once a year. It's hygroscopic, so every year you go without changing your brake fluid, there's more water in it, Mm -hmm. and the more water is in your brake fluid, the boiling point of the brake fluid lowers gradually. Exactly,
1: exactly. And a normal, the normal oil, mineral oil, that's in your brakes, it has a boiling point of around 250 degrees. If it's dry, means if it's fresh, if it's new about 250 degrees. If it's wet, if it's more than a year old, and by the way, there's obviously varying different degrees of wetness, but if it's wet, that drops that boiling temperature down to as low as 110 or 120 degrees, 130 degrees. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's super-duper, super-duper dangerous. So when you get that boiling temperature that's far below the normal boiling temperature of water, that's fucking terrifying. And when you think about that heat as a byproduct of your brakes and how quickly when you're using your brakes on your motorcycle that brake fluid does increase heat and how fast it goes up, well then pretty soon all those little fancy air bubbles and stuff in there are going to be taking up more space and they're not, I mean those are beautifully compressible. Air is wonderfully compressible. They make devices called air compressors. They don't make devices called oil compressors or water compressors because the whole idea of a brake fluid is Rather than have a cable that's going back and forth, they have fluid that goes back and forth. And the advantage to that is, with a very small pump that your hand can operate, you can develop far more pressure than you ever could pulling a cable, tugging a cable, to affect energy against the front brake. It is a multiplication of force. Now, if you play around with different piston sizes and different caliper sizes, um, and pistons in those calipers... You can get a whole shit ton of force from just a human hand. And that's why when you see modern motorcycles that have, you know, six and eight piston calipers, that's a fantastic amount of force that it's able to exert on those rotors because it's dividing your hand's force up into these, you know, eight individual little pistons. Really cool when you think about it. And it also helps dissipate heat better, the more braking surface you have. So each, the fluid in those calipers, the fluid in those pistons isn't getting as hot. Which is but important. you
0: still got to change it every year, so you should
1: absolutely. And I think that it's real common. We have a visitor, whoever that is. Hey, it's Johnny Mucklefresh. Hey, Johnny. We're talking about breaks, John. Uh, break
2: in. Breaker, breaker. Break breaker. Yep. How's it going, Johnny Mac. We're recording. Yeah, we're recording. You grew a
1: beard. I did. You got a little. You, you got a little look of that adventure spirit going on. You do got the look of an adventure.
3: Anybody want a 99 cent honey brown? 99 cent? No,
1: I just opened up a summer shandy, and Chris brought um, some beer from Working Class Brewery that's their uh, their wheat, and damn, is it good.
0: Look at all that. Look at all that car It's all fun stuff, or what? Dynamite.
2: What'd you bring? <laughs> dynamite. So, uh, to the... Geez, uh, I don't know. Do you need a road flare? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the braking discussion, yeah. what's your thought on uh, braided stainless brake lines? I
1: think they're fantastic. I really do. And I've, I've used them so many times when you're rebuilding an old motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to find the factory hoses. Yet, you could either purchase or go to a local hydraulic shop, and they'll make you stainless steel braided hoses... Uh, there's a company in Cleveland called Summers Rubber, mm-hmm. and Summers is right on Berea Road. And you can go down there and you can give them, take them your original factory brake lines that you pulled off your shitty 1970s motorcycle, and hand them to them. And that the, the ends, the banjos on the end, they're standardized. And two days later, they'll call you up, and you can come in and purchase your gorgeously fabricated. Stainless steel brake lines.
3: I don't have any shitty 1970s motorcycles, by the way. They're all beautiful.
1: (laughs) They're all gorgeous. (laughs) I have a... uh,
2: They're special
1: in their own way. Well, I have a 2000
2: Harley Sportster, so by definition, I own a shitty 1970s motorcycle.
1: Well, and you know a lot of the energy that you put into squeezing that front brake uh, master cylinder goes into making that inflatable balloon animal that you call a front brake hose bigger.
3: That's -hmm. the the principle behind the stainless braided line. It's not a balloon animal anymore.
1: Yeah. It really does take the energy that you're putting into the piston, uh, into the master cylinder, and gets it all the way down to the slave cylinder without inflating the size. Because it's, you know, I old bikes feel like old bikes. Old yeah. brakes feel like old brakes. I'm
3: sure somebody will come back and say, but I kind of like the easy, you know, the little sponginess. To it. yeah. No, it's too grabby. You know, oh, right. my goodness.
2: I actually, I hear the opposite. The grab zone? I hear the opposite from a lot of uh, my customers because I work for a an aftermarket parts company, that we develop all of our products in-house, but one of the mm-hmm. only products we make in-house is our stainless braided lines. Oh, cool. And we actually put a plastic sheath over the stainless. Yes, everyone does. You have so, to...
1: There's three parts. There's the liner, which is usually Teflon. Mm-hmm. Then there's the shell, which would either be a reinforced butyl rubber hose or, in a, in a perfect world, uh, stainless steel, a tightly wrapped stainless steel. And then there's always a plastic covering. Right. Right to protect the stainless steel and the things it hits. Yeah. So, three so we, we
2: make those, and we actually have people complain that they don't notice a big enough difference. Oh, really? Oh. And it's like you're not <laughs> going to notice it unless you're like, you know. Deep in it. Deep in it, unless you're, <laughs> you'll be thankful for it. The point later, of pedal yeah. failure. <laughs> well, too. But yeah, I, just, is, I ordered a set for my station wagon, of all things, mm. because. It all
3: depends on how much rubber line you have. Right. On a motorcycle, yeah. you have probably more rubber line than you do on a car. Oh, sure. Automobiles all are all metal. Way, you got yeah. almost three feet from yeah. there all the way down down to the wheel. Oh, yeah. Automobiles yeah, car, have steel tube all the way until right. you just have yeah. this... Just the turny parts of the wheels. Right. So yeah, can, that's true. But times four and stuff. Yeah, so, that's... So an interesting thing is that's that cool.
2: uh, the BMWs, a lot of the BMWs like mine included, they yeah. have your front and rear lines, but they also have mid lines that are about a foot long really? or less. And those are rubber just for, for whatever reason. Yeah, for flex. Interesting. And we, you know, those, the kit included yeah. replacements for those.
1: It, it's... So. this The difference between going from... Uh, a 40-year-old standard factory rubber brake line to a modern braided line is fantastic. Now, whether you're doing DOT 3, dot four, or DOT 5.1 brake fluid, those are all still your mineral-based fluids. And they all play well together. You can actually mix them. It's fine. It doesn't bother anything. It's the DOT 5. It's, that's the synthetic. And that's the one that you really can't mix. It's confusing because they made the DOT 5.1, which they say has the heat capabilities of the synthetic fluid, but it plays nice with the three and four. Very confusing if you're out there buying brake fluid. Yeah. Um, when in doubt, just purchase the fluid that is indicated in your owner's manual, or on the top of your master cylinder, because whatever it says to purchase, three or you know most of the master cylinders say like use DOT three or four fluid only, that kind of thing. Uh, but there's there I don't personally feel like there's a hell of a lot to be gained by going to the higher numbers of fluid uh, if you're doing anything resembling maintenance. If you're doing anything resembling getting fresh fluid in it, when you look, if you're theoretically,
3: if you're, what would the, the the difference in the fluids be? I mean, a fluid is a fluid. Yeah, the idea is they're
1: boiling temperatures. The boiling temperatures. Yeah, they're 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 uh, they're produced to have a different range of operational temperatures, and. When they came out with the synthetic, the idea behind the synthetic is because the synthetic was supposedly non-hydroscopic. So the synthetic could stand up to higher operating temperatures, and it was supposedly non-hydroscopic. Although, in retrospect, it turns out that they, they are still hydroscopic. It's still a fluid. It's still moving inside of a pump, and that there are condensation properties that happen inside of there.
2: As as a counterpoint to that, yeah. I mean, if you're buying a used motorcycle, if you're mm. buying like a five or ten year old motorcycle, and yeah. you're flushing the brake fluid, and you're like, do I use .dot three or .dot four? Yeah. Whatever you're putting in is better than higher boiling point <laughs> than the water filled whatever has been sitting in there for ten years. Yeah.
1: When you look in your master, if your bike is nice enough to have master cylinder windows, so you can look in there and see what the stuff is, uh, it, it shouldn't be brown or black. Uh, a lot of the .dot five is purple. So, if you're dealing
2: I don't with a bike. I've
3: changed one that wasn't solid, that was still a liquid. <laughs> uh, everyone, oh, it hadn't
2: gone to chrysalis? Everyone I've dealt with has been. So, so you don't own shitty been, 70s bikes? You own plastic, shitty 80s and 90s right. little bits
3: of plastic yeah. that hardened off over 30 years. It's
1: uh, when you're. If you ever have a symptom, the way a disc brake operates, and we're only talking about disc brakes, I, we don't need to talk about drums. But the way a disc brake operates is just it's the most simple thing in the world when you think about it. There's literally just a little tiny pump with a couple of seals on it at the top. There's a hole that allows fluid from the master cylinder to literally gravity feed and this little hole in the bottom. As you're squeezing the lever, there's an actuating rod that has a couple of O-rings on it, and it literally just moves a piston in a cylinder. Mm -hmm. I mean, it couldn't get any easier than that. And then there's a compensator hole behind it that allows it to fill up the space where the piston used to be. And because of those two things, when you let go of the brake handle and its spring action pulls it back, there will be a vacuum that works through the entire hose and goes down to those pistons that are on the caliper on your wheel cylinder. And there will be a not only will they return but they will just go a little tiny bit beyond it so that you're not dragging constantly. And disc brakes do drag. I mean, they do drag a little bit. That's kind of what they do. If you have a... Modern brakes are usually all floating caliper, and then on sport bikes, we tend to have floating rotors. So the caliper is a radial configuration where the caliper might be a monoblock, and it is literally fixed. And it's fixed in location on the front fork. And you'll know that if your caliper does not have the ability to move at all. If you're working on an old 70s bike, you'll see there's a fucking arm with a ridiculous little spring on it, Mm -hmm. and the whole caliper is fixed to the arm, but as you pump the brakes, there's only a piston on one side. It's the dopiest thing. Only one side is squeezing. The other side is fixed. There's a fixed hockey puck and a floating hockey puck that has pressure behind it. That's why those bikes didn't have very good brake performance.
3: <laughs> That's a single-piston single
1: it's, a single it's pot. literally a single piston caliper. Whereas everything else, I don't care what car you own, your calipers
2: sitting there and your caliper moves
1: left to right. Were your caliper is uh,
2: not bound up. weren't BMW R65s like that? Yes. Even the so double the, the yeah. first yeah. the first uh, yep. the first cuz I remember I was yeah. talking to I was talking All the to first somebody
1: disc brakes were literally single
2: sided yeah, including they, the Lambretta yeah, because I wanted a, I wanted a toaster tank um, slash five, and I didn't know anything about motorcycles. I was, like, 20 years old, and I I had yeah. parents that were, like, very anti-motorcycle, who later bought two Vespas <laughs> exactly. for you, like, six months after I moved out of their house. Yeah! Um, they were doing because they hated you, Cam. That's true. <laughs> I don't blame them. Um, I hate me, too. So, no uh, motorcycles until he's gone. Yeah, and, like, they explained, uh, somebody explained to me that they said, yeah, the old drum brakes work way better than the early disc oh, brakes. Oh, I... I've kind of had a
1: thing where I didn't really understand how to set up drum brakes. Um, if you get into a twin leading or, God, if you can get, be lucky enough to get a four-shoe four drum brake, there is a true art to setting them up. And it is understanding the forces, the rotational forces of the wheel against the shoes, where you can make the, some of those old water buffaloes that had the drum brake front end I've been amazed at how well they stop.
3: It was a huge drum. It was a giant drum. Their
1: spokes were only like two inches long. It was enough to stop a truck. And you'd grab it, and if you used a handful of front brakes on those things, it's all over, baby. You're gone. Uh, So, yeah, a really well-engineered, but think of how many moving parts there are. Think of how many adjustment points there are. Linkages. Linkages. So it makes an idea where there's one moving part in the pump and one moving part in the single-piston caliper into this, like, wow, this is so much fucking easier. And we're developing so much more pressure than we did with a traditional drum Mm brake. Now, the drum brake that's on the front of your 40-year-old dirt bike, which is, you know, like a four-inch drum, those things, you know, that concept of it's probably bad to have a disc brake in the sand or dirt or grass anyway, was their idea back then. It's the suggestion of stopping a motorcycle. I think, I guess, I my think my thinking on that was,
3: like, well, what happens when you get a, go through a creek and you feel your drum full of muddy water <laughs> and bullshit? <laughs> like, that doesn't come out, at least a disc. It'll the work. other
1: thing that's interesting is drum brakes don't work when you're going backwards. Yeah. So if you're, if you're using a motorcycle and you're going up a hill and you're rolling backwards on a hill and you grab a handful of front brake to slow the motorcycles roll backwards, sometimes you find out the drum brake doesn't work particularly well in the reverse direction. So it stopped you great getting up the hill, but now that you're trying to hold your weight going against gravity, now all of a sudden the front brake, the hardest you grab it, and all of a sudden you're still rolling backwards. And it's just a weird thing about drums, but uh, but definitely back to discs. Whether you have a... If you have a floating caliper, then those pins that the caliper floats on, you got to lubricate that. Yeah, I mean, you have to make sure that those things are there. Taste that. If you... Ever notice that you're wearing out your left or your your left brake shoe before you're wearing, wearing out your right brake shoe? Your caliper needs service. You've <laughs> you got to lubricate things because you make that, that whole idea is it. it's supposed to be... That came from working-class brewery down the street. We're, We're
0: here in the, in the corner,
1: yeah. yeah. No, they, they make a nice really product. Tasty. Yeah. So, yeah, if you notice uneven brake pad wear, <laughs> that's nothing other than either you have a problem inside your caliper and one part of your brake piston isn't getting enough
2: pressure... Or you actually have a caliper that's hanging up. I mean that, and that could be like that could yeah. be like one pinhole oh, of yeah. rust that sure could. the seal is hanging up on. Absolutely. Which in yeah. the climate that we live in, not so much on the motorcycles but right. on the cars can happen really, really easily. So
3: here's a tip here's a tech tip yeah. for bleeding your, your brake lines that, Yeah. So say so you went through your old bike and everything was all mushed up, you had to clean everything out, had to distance them. And some cases I've even had to run a Piece of wire through the through the hoses to come oh, yeah. them out and get, oh, them, get them open again. Yep. Well, so now you've got it all out. Now you're trying to get it bled up. Yep. You crack the bleeder. You pump, pump, pump. It's yep. coming out the bleeder. Everything seems to be working just right. fine. Like you're getting you're There's, the you're master moving, cylinder fluid. Is working. You're yeah. moving fluid, but you just can't get them to bleed up. Right. Do this. Go back and bleed each of the fittings yep. because you can get air bubbles. Right. So crack the thing yep. at the the master cylinder. Yep. Crack it at the midpoint where the connector, like if you have dual pistons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Go back and bleed all those, and Mm -hmm. I guarantee you'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. You think about it, because that air is hiding in there,
1: and it's compressible no matter where it is. Right. And it's always hiding up high. Gucci still When I think the most genius thing that Gucci does is they put the bleeder valves, they put the bleeder nipples on the master cylinders, Mm -hmm. because air fucking rises. Yep. And guess what? If your master cylinders are the highest point in the braking system, which they are, it's a really great put, place to put bleeder valves.
3: You may encounter a bike, too, that has a bleeder that's like out, coming out the bottom or yeah. something like this, some stupid things. Yeah. That just means that it's meant to take take yeah. the caliper off. Yeah. Remove the caliper, remove invert it. i have seen that before. Speaking
2: of stupid things, would you guys like to take a field trip to somewhere else in the showroom?
1: Oh,
3: sure. We can do that.
2: Let's go look at the Sportster, the Super Low. Oh, my God. Are we going to look kind of
1: at the Sportster on, Super Low? Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't
2: know. It's just not my thing. Right. But, uh, I'm aware of the concept of the saw movies. Yeah, the saw, so saw is basically
1: to... teaching you a life lesson or punching ball bearings through your skull at four hundred feet per second or right. jamming spikes into your eyeballs. See,
2: do they still do it the same way? See, they do it differently on these newer ones. So yeah. on my Sportster, when yeah. I have to go to switch to mid controls from forward controls, mm-hmm. because
1: Oh, cause you mean they were, they were mounted directly to the cases, the engine cases.
2: The the master cylinder was mounted here. Yeah.
1: Yes. To
2: get this cover off. Right. To get to the back side of it to be yeah. able to put the foot peg, which mounted directly into the side cover. Right. Goes I right in the side to remove cover. Remove the entire exhaust system. Or remove the master cylinder, which is mounted on the possibly lowest point on the bike, <laughs> with a line that runs up and over right. oh, on yeah. the opposite side. Right. So it was like a saw situation, like, would you like to play a game? Right. Would you like to take the exhaust off? or?
1: Or take the master cylinder off.
2: I'm like, I'm like, if I take the exhaust off, I'm gonna have to replace like the gaskets. And yep. I'm like, but I'm like, if it's a little bit louder because I didn't replace the gaskets, it's just gonna sound like everyone else.
1: to sound like all, all the Harleys.
2: So I'm like, all right, fine. And then like two weeks later, the. One of the employees at the Ducati dealership said my bike sounded nice, so I made the right choice. <laughs> I'm sorry, this was such a disappointment. Oh yeah,
1: the super low. Well, uh, I can. This is
2: a nice bike. Somebody needs to buy this bike. They I should. I feel like a, a fucking idiot. It right. costs twice as much as mine did, but it's like yeah. a way nicer bike. Yeah, but
1: I mean, realistically, that we've got fifty-five hundred dollars on there. I could see, I could see a thousand dollars falling off that price tag real fast. Why would you tell me, me that? They're shelling <laughs> out money. Right. Like, once I see, see cash. That? Yeah. That once I see cash. That five-speed could just... You know what? Compared to the Iron and the 48... That bike actually has a very comfortable ride. Yeah,
2: this is a much better yeah, bike. It's a bike.
1: much better bike. The Iron the, runs real the, nice. The Iron
2: 883 and the um, Sportster 48 are bikes you buy because you want to look cool. Yeah,
1: they, they, you can't and ride them.
2: These are way... And I like the way they look. This they're is really a nice. This is a very rideable bike. I you was very surprised really classy it. color combos mm-hmm. on them, too. You can this
1: get, is the Sunglow Merlot, yeah. which is the exact same as the Road Glide Ultra parked next to it. That's
2: what I was going to say. All the two-tone yeah. colors they do yeah. on the Super Low are mm-hmm. all two-tone colors from the big touring bikes. Right. Yeah, They're really gorgeous. Eleven hundred dollar upgrade. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a teal and white that's really pretty, but it's not that much more money on this bike. I, yeah. I I don't know why. Um, I don't know why they sell so few of these. It seems like you don't see as many of these compared to. I don't. The irons e- yeah.
1: The-, the, the iron, the whole flat back thing of the iron, I think is just a young man thing. I think it's really just I'm 23 and I want to have a Harley.
2: Yeah. It really so
1: is. I'm gonna have the cheapest Harley there is. Whereas that super low. Is kind of an adult's Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. It it has suspension. It, it does. I feel
2: like the Super yeah. Low is like a couple hundred bucks cheaper than the Iron. Right?
1: I don't know, but I but they're not. Believe me, they're, they're not far apart. Yeah, right? they're not far enough apart to, to. And
2: and the Iron has the worst ergonomics. You sit. The Iron's horrible. You sit because you yeah. have low. You have like tracker handlebars, yep. and you have forward controls. Whereas this, you have mids, and you've got yep. kind of like mid rise. These the
1: handlebars are super comfortable. the The foot peg position is super comfortable. What I will say about this motorcycle—like
2: two inches taller than like a super bar oh, yeah. or like yeah. a Daytona bar—it's like it's really—it's a bit of ergonomics. a pullback, yeah, and yeah, and decent pullback on them too.
1: I cannot turn this bike around in my driveway without scratching all the metal. Huh. Like the the curb feelers on that bike are almost an inch long, and they are touched down at anything resembling scooter speeds.
2: Yeah. Well, when you look yeah. at how like an exhaust, a stock exhaust system is set up on a Sportster, I still mm-hmm. haven't figured out how to lift mine without taking the exhaust off. Of oh yeah. The exhaust pipe. Right. It's the, lower the lowest piece. Than the frame. Yeah.
1: The lower. The and lower the frame. dead man tube, the EPA system on this exhaust. If you look at it, it goes from well in front of the the front muffler. If you look at that tube, that yeah. giant yeah. one and a half yeah. inch tube. It goes all the way to back to the point of the axle.
2: See they did a So the job of dead man it.
1: tube is literally 4 feet long.
2: Cuz on mine the crossover is right there. Yep. And I actually like yeah. the I like the way it sounds with the crossover yep. cuz it's not it's not offensive. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm like your anti Harley guy. Though. well that's true. That. Happened to buy because I wanted to get a Sportster out of my system, and now I yeah. write about Harleys for you Harleys love Harley. Love Harley. <laughs> just
3: say you love your little Harley.
2: I do. <laughs> I love. I, I love my Sportster because I've had opportunities to get rid of it, and I can't. That's I can't bring myself yeah. to do it because it's, it's just you should you should never people it. keep them
1: forever. If you enjoy yeah. the bike, keep it forever. You can man. Keep
2: that thing forever. It's not like you're going to get super money for it. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll always be able to say I've got a Harley. Exactly.
1: Right, and it's a Sportster, so it has credibility among. You know,
2: it's it's, it's it's the hard ladies and that, small homosexuals. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, Two of my favorite groups of people. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the, uh,
1: it's uh that bike, when I was riding it, I was like, you know, that's for for a short suspension travel. They did manage to make it actually feel really good. Am I going to set the alarm off on this thing if I sit on it? No, no, I, no it's the got lights the, will the lights will start flashing. Okay. I turned off the well, you'll I turned have, off you know, the you'll auditory.
3: Have alarm. You'll
2: have credibility ab- amongst people who don't own a Harley. I
1: don't that's know if we locked the column true. on that one, but you can try it's, it. it. it's locked. It's locked, right? yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: like, the ergonomics on this and what I like is I like the fatter tank too mm-hmm. because um I like the color. I think it's nice. the color. Oh, uh, the
1: right. that that color looks black cherry. In some light, it looks black. In some other light, and in bright, bright sunlight, the fucker looks root beer.
2: If you would have had this bike last year when mm. I bought the one that I bought from yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah. I would have bought this bike instead, yeah. and I wouldn't have done a thing. to it. Is your it. bike fuel
1: injected? No. Oh, well, this is. <laughs>
2: you feel oh yeah, it's okay. also rubber <laughs> mounted too. Like, yeah, funny thing about so rubber mounted Sportsters versus non rubber mounted right. Sportsters. Yeah. They still vibrate; it just changes when the vibration. They still happens. shake. They shake. Yeah. They
1: just hold on to their fasteners better.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, didn't you have a uh, a Buell M two
1: Cyclone? Two something?
3: them. Didn't that have the radial brakes? The yes, the ones? radial brakes. What's your review on that? How do you well, deal?
1: and that whole that's part of that Did we idea. That already? Or? No, we didn't, and that's a really good thing because when you look at a motorcycle that does have radial brakes, um, do we have any in here? Yeah, there you go. So, when you look at a motorcycle that has something resembling it, so the Brembo the Brem blows, Hey, <laughs> So When you, yeah, when you get into either a monoblock, you know the advantage to a monoblock brake is that you don't have the hardware to hold the left and the right hand side together. It makes the brakes lighter. That can be important because it's unsprung weight. And when you're, you're trying to build a race bike, it's super important to have as much unsprung weight as much or as uh, removed as possible. Make the thing as light as possible. On this Guzzi, you can see that we've got a fully floating rotor. That's what those little little coins are. Mm-hmm. And when you tap them, they make tinky-tink-tink tink noises. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll see that it's a fixed mount going into the fork, so that caliper stays completely fucking stationary. And everything about it is the fact that the rotor can oscillate, vary its position a little bit left and right, that keeps everything in alignment when you're using the brakes, well, allowing for heat and everything like else. We setup. talk about radial, where it's actually the rim... Okay. Yeah, well, a radial brake is to give you the maximum amount of swept area. The
3: circumference.
1: Circumference of the rotor is gigantic. Yeah. And in fact, what Buell figured out was instead of having two sets of calipers and two rotors and two of brake hoses and two of everything, which is a bunch more unsprung weight, that they could do one big fucking rotor, you know, 16 inches, um, just slightly smaller than the diameter of the wheel, mount the fucker directly to the rim itself and then have the caliper hanging off out in the air Um, everything cooled better it was twice as light because there was half as many components and it also gave you a better braking because the brake itself had all this more metal to dissipate the heat with so it really did come into that oh we have the local... What's the downside? The local... Well, the, I think the downside really... I don't... Personally, I don't think there was much of a downside to it. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Come I'm on sure in.
3: sure he doesn't forget tomorrow. What's that? James, he's going to pick up my Vespa. Oh, he
1: is? Okay. Yeah, I'm sure he won't forget. Stopped, I mean, he's good about it that. It about 20 times the ride
0: yesterday. Is,
1: is that the, the vintage Vespa? Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's what vintage Vespas do. He says put it on um, reserve. Yes. Yeah.
1: I ran it. Empty the gas tank all the way to the bottom okay, is what so it's going to do if you put it on reserve. So, you know, well, I don't, I We don't know, know it's going to get, if there's any fuel to be had, it's going to get it if you put it in reserve.
0: Yeah, but then what good is it going to do me if I run out I'm stupid? No, you can't.
1: That's why when you're doing <laughs> it, when you get to that point, sometimes with the fuel taps in those, uh, running it on the regular full circuit isn't enough. So if, well, it, gets, if it gets dirty, about. yeah, if it gets dirty or gets contaminants in it, we got to run it on open, full reserve, and that lets the maximum amount of fuel possibly come into the thing because you're drawing right from the bottom of the tank in a much bigger orifice. So then, how,
0: is there something maybe clogging up the, the yeah. line? Yeah, you got it. How do we get that out? Well, know. the old
1: fashioned way. It's exactly how you open think it, up it or is. Just drain when it it there's junk in the gas tank, there's only one way to get it out
0: open it up and clean Take it up.
1: Take the gas tank out, clean the stop shit out of it. Bitch. You know, or like we do around here. It was years. here for a year. Well, but I mean, it was
3: here for a day for a year. Joe
1: can't stop rust.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: You can't stop rust. No matter what you That's do, what you I was can't stop rust. Absolute, yeah. And with these vehicles, remember that we have ethanol in our fuel, and the ethanol brings the water in. The water's sitting in your gas tank. Dude, I don't know
0: what you're talking I about.
1: Know. I, I know. I <laughs> know. Believe me. I alcohol. Yet, I and have they, to they do it they every oxygenate day. Oxygenate
3: it so that the alcohol right. responds. I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Alcohol it's, turns into
2: water
1: yeah. and carbon I mean, dioxide. The so real it, problem is just piss. gasoline that sits in anything too long invites water, which attacks the metal and creates a lot of corrosion. Yeah, yeah, and sense. with a, your Vespa, you're not riding it a lot, so you're no. not putting a tank of gas in it every week every, like your car. Yeah.
0: Ride your damn Vespa for Christ's sake.
1: Ride it so I, much. Right it's I
0: ride it, but I can't ride it to work because i got to carry all my stuff. Exactly. Uh, Settle right. down. Yeah. Get you yourself a Vespa. No, get it you with know, those giant top pack cases. Pack.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I have a giant, I have a tour pack for a vintage Vespa. Why? I, oh, I yeah. like the way it is, because that's the way dad gets it. It looks sexy. Me. Well then, quick question about the gas tank.
0: I can't, what good am I running if I can't go anywhere? <laughs> well, I look
3: good. I... Yeah, you do. You yeah, look you do. Good. It's a business best for you. Look I, good. I look good. <laughs> I stalled at fucking uh, Lydian. Yeah, yeah. I stalled at uh, McDonald's. Yeah. I stalled at Shuler. Yeah. You're good. I stalled at 151st. And yet but it still it, got you home. But, <laughs> it, but it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I stalled a total of like 20 Nobody does it, But the fire's huh? ready right back up.
1: It's no, done. it didn't. No, it takes about twenty kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes about twenty kicks. Your yeah. fuel yeah. flow is so slow. At my this point.
3: my leg was sore. Yeah, and you're and only going to go it. a
1: short distance because yeah. it's taken a long time to fill up the float bowl because the you've got clogged system. All
0: right. You know,
1: so you got a clogged system, so it's taking. It right. You
0: don't know what he's. Talking so do I just about. no? Well, i understand. We know so how we just, to do it. So we know just how to leave do it. it. Leave it on. Uh,
1: well, for now, we're going to take the thing apart, clean the I mean, crap out of it. Leave it on. Well, once reserve? we're done with it, it should be okay.
3: Yeah, but, so I but leave it right yeah. on reserve?
1: Once we get it done, you should be able to leave it in on. Okay, and okay but what about it. now? Now, reserve's well, well, all you got. Pick He'll pick it up tomorrow. If he said he will, he will. Yeah, he's good about that.
0: a All right, cool. Yeah, he's I was hoping he'd be here drinking.
1: No, 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 we're doing the podcast. You know, ever since he started doing triathlons, he doesn't hang out and drink anymore. All right. I do triathlons.
3: My triathlon is in the sort of fridge and These wheels too. <laughs> Bathroom.
1: That's the running component. <laughs> shower. Taking a shower is the swimming component. All right.
3: All right, take care. Cool, man. It's All good
1: right. seeing you guys. Take care. I'm so happy this wooden door is holding up. So for our podcast listeners, we had somebody try to break into the shop last night. They threw a brick through the window and tried to make off with a couple of zero motorcycles. And you may remember from a previous podcast how we talked about the, what was the name of the, the, mountain, the, the, the wheelie guys? Star Mount boys? Pleasant Wheelie Kings. Mount okay. Pleasant Wheelie Kings. So they
3: have they been rumored to be hanging out in this area? They have been rumored to be hanging out okay, in this because area. Because we have uh, a friend of a friend, because yeah. we have a house in the West Park area, yeah. we're on the West Park email, mm-hmm. which is all the family of cops and stuff like right. that. Yeah, because that's what and this so neighborhood is. There's yeah. e- there's emails going As about. As our
1: podcast got, just got interrupted by our local by neighborhood local police staff, officer, yes. who rides a vintage Vespa? Right.
3: <laughs> and it. they were talking about yeah. that there's really stunt boys going up and yeah. down here and stuff like that to haunt the neighborhood
1: yeah and uh so as the police told me last night you know the the, the alarm went off at eleven thirty. i was here by eleven forty-five. the police were already here i had a big pile of glass early. everywhere not like a two no it's early in the morning, it's real early in the morning, like- so uh the police did a really good job of kind of like breaking it down uh you know two males hooded sweatshirts that kind of thing broke through Any footage? what's that
3: footage
1: no footage at all uh, well, I, we had a Wi-Fi problem, so I lost my Wi-Fi based cameras. Okay. But our, our hardwired cameras couldn't see their faces because the hardwired cameras are up and they're aiming down. Mm-hmm. And you know, 85 degree day. Sure, let's I wear hope a hoodie. Not to Podcast. That should be probable cause, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, the long and short of it is, the cops said their policy now is anybody walking along that sidewalk in this district after 11 p.m is probably a heroin addict. They're walking because they sold their car to buy heroin. Hmm. And they're walking along looking for any stealable item that's hand carryable, so they can take it to their dealer and trade it for heroin.
3: Keep in mind, we've already had catalytic converters stolen. Already
1: had catalytic converters stolen. We've already had like that type of pilfering type uh, property crimes in there. So we're going to have to up our game a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, we got to buy a... And we're not going to get a tempered glass window because that shatters too easy when you hit it with a brick. We're going to get laminated car windshield windows so you can throw bricks and they'll bounce right off.
3: The the gotcha videos. Oh, I'm ready for a gotcha video. Where people have set it up. Mm -hmm. So you build a wall there, a wall there. Yeah. That door, you leave it open. Right. It opens from the outside. Sure, but it doesn't open from the inside. It doesn't open. And when you come in here, this door opens from the inside, but it doesn't open from the outside. Let people come into the vestibule, lock themselves in. And then just collect them in the morning.
1: We had a legit man trap. I mean, a real man trap at our first shop, the first shop we ever had at 122nd and uh, Lorraine. Is that where the guy fell down the stairs
0: and broke his leg? No, that
1: was at West 25th Street. That was a man trap that was an accidental man trap. That was just 1840s construction techniques, <laughs> sandstone stairs that had been worn out. That
3: one stair that was a little The more one big. stair that was
1: gigantic and <laughs> would catch you every time. It caught that dude. Broken leg. Uh, break into my place through those cement block. Cement he's block still doing wall. Time for that. I think he's still limping for it. But yeah, so back at that other shop, the building was a storefront church. And they had a vestibule built in to, so that when you'd open the door, all the wind and snow and shit wouldn't blow in and affect the church. So there was essentially a man trap. Door one, door two. And I was like, hmm, we can work with this. So because I didn't want miscreants coming in off the streets, I went to Home Depot and bought the heaviest wrought iron. Screen door, you know, all bars, the whole deal, of bars and viciousness.
3: Like you have if you live over on yeah, and the in the corner of oh
1: my god, and don't rob me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had put How that kind of in the man right. I put that in the man trap. So the idea was, Woodland. you could get into the man trap, but you weren't getting out through this way because of the cage door, and I felt like it was uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Why do we have the cage? you know and that's why we have the cage and sure as hell you could break into that you could break into that door but you weren't breaking into the other door at all it was it was no a no win situation for you you were legitimately trapped and i did put an electric latch on it so i could buzz people in and out and you know the neighborhood's gotten better since then so you know that's not bad but that was only 40 blocks from where we are now so yeah, this, was, this thing last night was clearly a crime of opportunity, meaning the opportunity was the guy was holding a brick.
3: But you already heard about somebody else who got knocked off. We've had a couple of people in the neighborhood. some precautions, like keeping all the steering... Yeah, we're locking on. all the
1: steering columns, making it difficult, making it no fun if you try to steal a motorcycle. The stuff that we have parked near the doors are all 900-pound Harley Davidsons that don't fit through the doors. What a cruel trick to play on somebody. Damn it. Here's the bike right, it's right inside the doorway. And not one Pink. of the bikes that are near the doorway will Pink. actually fit through the doorway. Sweet. Yeah. But, I mean, short of putting electric fencing in. And or apparently, wire. yeah, concertina wire. wire. I want, I'm going to put concertina wire around the whole roof because this building's too easy to climb up on. Oh, yeah, that too. So they were up there. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the police call that went in was one of our neighbors in the building next door had called it in and said he saw some uh, fellas up to no good on our roof. Fuckers. Yep. And gave a description and everything else. And they were up on the roof and that may have been before or after they broke the window, uh, before they broke the door. But what had happened is they broke the door. They had the door open. So they reached in and undid the lock. They opened the door. The alarm was probably going ape shit sirens, but who cares? You know, they had the door propped open. They brought one zero right here and had the zero leaning against the wall. So the zeros, the one zero was leaning against the wall, and these are both zeros that are the F model, so they look like dirt bikes. That's all they wanted was dirt bikes. So the zero leaning there, and another zero lined up behind it. At that point, something happened, and off they fucked. So the police got here at, like, 11.37. The alarm went off at 11.30. The police didn't get a call from the alarm company. They got the call from the concerned citizen that said there were guys jacking around.
3: You no, know? oh, I'm fucking fucked off with the alarm? Oh, I'm kind of what?
1: fucked off my alarm company right now. I'm yeah. pissed. Because I was standing with the cop in here 45 minutes after the I want incident that month's fucking payment when I my payment. heard the alarm company call come in.
3: I want
1: a refund. Uh, turns out the alarm company did call the Cleveland Police Department.
3: Ah. Mm. Yeah, I hear that on the
1: radio. Yeah. That's like yeah. Cool. Uh, we need you to respond to a uh, an alarm. Code 4, which means if you get there this shift, that's okay. got a code 4, and now I'm going to give
3: you a code 2 and a – oh, wait, sorry. Code 1. Code 1.
1: The code 2 turned into a code 1. That code
3: 4. Yeah.
1: Sorry, that code 4 is never going to get touched. Or they might even not even dispatch it. And one of the logic things I thought was maybe because the officers checked in on the radio here when they got their call about the suspicious mails, maybe the dispatcher went, oh, well, they're responding to an alarm at that location anyway and they're already there right. so but yeah i'm sure that well, none of that's gonna come out, out. though because, yeah.
0: yes so you, you don't have that match there or, yeah yeah if that's just a key anyhow
1: yeah you can't have a key on the inside it's fire code violation
0: yeah you can't no you can't yeah just go
1: ahead <laughs> just go ahead and do it and but if my staff happens to die in it. a fire because they can't get through there
3: yeah. that way. look at it this way yeah. you didn't lose bikes you lost yeah. the window
1: I'm way ahead of the game. I lost Whatever a four hundred dollar. I, mean. I lost a four hundred dollar window, and they cracked the the big window next to it. So you know, seven hundred bucks there. So I'm out, like eleven hundred bucks. Fuck yeah! I'm not making an insurance claim. Fuck that shit. Oh, okay. No, because they'll they'll up my rates. I'm making eleven claim, so they eleven hundred dollar claim, so they can up my rates five hundred a year for the next ten years. That's a bad, That's the bank. I know. Like that's glazing.
3: Kenny, he bought a Harley off
1: here. Oh yeah, he did buy a car Harley off of us. Uh, the guy that came out and quoted me out today was a pretty legit guy, and he had the idea to do with the laminated glass instead of doing the. Because I want to do the wire mesh. Yeah. But they're like, no, the wire mesh. You hit the wire mesh, it still shatters just like that. Yeah. But you now you have just wire mesh hanging there. All right. He's like, you do the laminated. They can kick it for an hour and a half, and they'll never get through it. Yeah. yeah.
3: You can do whatever. you Smack want. it with a baseball. Thing. It's not. You're not getting through.
1: And you hit it once. And it looks like art. So if they take so. out
3: the big the windows there, it's too yeah. much to get it out the Too much of a the, climb. The, the hip wall. Yeah.
1: And we're going to come up with, we're going to put some bolsters in those front doors with big padlocks on them mm-hmm. so that we can oh, yeah. open the doors if we need to. But they'll be like security bars with big fuck-off locks on it.
3: I like nice. that plywood. How about just put a sheet of metal over that? Screw some- <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what a, lot, a couple of people said that too. They're like, why don't you just do a metal door? I'm like, because I'd like to be able to make my shop not look like Fort Apache the Bronx.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, I'd like it if my shop looked like a shop and, and inviting people. Yeah, yeah. Some shiny, uh, diamond well, if you notice, we rearranged our floor plan today. <laughs> Renee and James, I, I told them the way to do it. So, the only thing when you go in the front door, the first thing you see are the extraordinarily fey Vespas. Pink Vespa. Pink Vespa, literally, first thing inside the door. I love that fucking pink Vespa. And then inside the left hand side, it's coral.
2: Sure. Um, I'm sorry.
1: How many times ago? I tell you coral? Salmon. It's salmon. The walker's going to get you a coral. The, uh, that
3: flying fortress will not fit through there, will No, it?
1: flying fortress will not fit through the door, and neither will the Road Glide Ultra.
3: Perfect.
1: Perfect. They're like, I'm going to take that one. You're like,
3: no, you're not. It's ready to go. It's okay.
1: ready to go. Get okay. it through that doorway. It's exactly four inches too wide.
3: Nice.
1: <laughs> there is, and you can't get the bags off. Huh. Right. You're going to get to the doors, and then your life is fucked. You'll have to order another one if that one goes. Well, it, the, the whole idea is... <laughs> Customer walks in, he's to his left, he sees a big, beautiful Harley Davidson right in front of him. He sees the MGX-21 to his immediate right, he sees a line of fruit-flavored Vespas.
3: This is me and my girlfriend. Right,
1: exactly. Look at my life. Couldn't get better. And then James had a cool idea. He took all the used bikes and parked them over in the fucking hinterlands. You know, like, oh, you want a used bike? Go over there. They're over there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, go past that. No, no, go past the flies. We'll let you know when to stop. Get past the Kimco's. Go down past the Kimco's and make a left. Yeah, that's where the used bikes are. Not a bad idea. So, pretty cool. Pretty happy with that. So, anyway, onto the brake thing. Yeah, change the brake fluid. By all means, do it. It's not the worst thing you're ever going to do. If your brakes are ever dragging, yeah, that's a problem. Your caliper is not returning. Your caliper is pushing out, but it's not coming back. So your caliper seals, your piston seals in your caliper, they call it slave cylinder. If you're into the term master and slave... That's what it is, and the caliper seals are probably hanging up, or your calipers have gotten pitted because of corrosion. Well, the caliper itself is made out of stainless, but yes, the housing
3: is made out of bare aluminum. Bare aluminum. Bare aluminum. Hot metal. Little water or yep. an arcade salt water on it yep. or something like that, take that little early ride or oh, something, yeah. or do something stupid, or ride through the sea surf or something. Just condensation. Yeah. You get a lot of water in that area, and
1: then there is always going to be a little bit of brake fluid that gets past the seals, just a little bit. Well, that's a good. Thing. And that shit, yeah, well, cleans it, keeps it out. Keeps the seal lubricated. And keeps them lubricated, yeah. But that stuff's pretty crusty, too. Yeah. And so that can do its own amount of damage. The disc brakes, when people who don't understand disc brakes, you do not need to buy a mighty vac. You do not need to buy a vacuum brake bleeding system. You don't. You just need a piece of hose that's seven feet long. And if you got a piece of hose that's seven feet long, You go down to the the breeder, the bleeder, breeder valve. You go to the bleeder valve, put the hose on, take your eight or seven millimeter wrench open end or box end, put it on first, then put the hose, slide a piece of clear hose on top of that nipple, and then start pumping it. Just start pumping it and then crack it. If you're really worried or you just rebuilt the whole system so you know there's air in the entire thing, you can go ahead and keep putting brake fluid in your master don't pump it fast or it'll squirt back up out. You pump it super slow. Or at least set the cap on top of it. Yeah. yeah. If you pump it super slow, it'll, it'll energize the line, it'll feed the line, but it won't squirt. If it squirts on anything, pretend that it's battery acid because it will take paint away. Yes, it will. So if it gets on anything, it's better to put a rag or something on your gas tank. It's better to put paper towels everywhere.
3: Because it does take paint off. Pretty. They good. say too, like getting the, the brake fluid on your hands and stuff is not good. Like mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. toxic. It could actually. Yeah, They say like it's bad for you. I'd be <laughs> fucked.
1: My I've drank a lot of it by man. accident. <laughs> I let a lot <laughs> of it go in my window. I've window paneed a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, but yeah, yeah, if you hook that, if you hook a big long line up, a big long hose
3: up to your bleeder valve. Other people say you can put a run a hose into a cup of brake fluid. Oh yeah, yeah that's you what can't. You right. can't. You right. know whatever. Yeah, whatever there's... you want to do. Water seats on level and bubbles go up. Some of those techniques. Yeah. Is depending on your bleeder valve, you might want to wrap it with Teflon mm-hmm. tape so it actually has so it gets a good an ad- seal. airtight seal. Sometimes yeah. when you crack your bleeder, yeah. it can bleed air right around where the bleeder. If you laying.
1: happen to have a friend that has a motorcycle shop, uh, tell him to order you in speed bleeders. Yes, because a regular speed bleeder, sorry, <laughs> say regular, it again, say it again. A regular bleeder, speed bleeder, a regular beater, bleeder, a regular bleeder costs about six bucks. A speed bleeder costs about eight bucks. And a speed bleeder is a one-way valve. It's got a little spring and a ball. ball. It's It's genius. Yeah. Roaches check out, but they don't check in, or vice versa, you know? It's it's just that kind of a game where if you do that, you don't need to worry about having everything airtight anymore. You're just pumping stuff out and not back in. But I've done it for years where I literally hang a piece of hose off my caliper, off the nipple, going all the way up here to the handle, up to the mirror. So that this hose is higher than the master cylinder. And then I know that I'm going to push bubbles
0: up. Yeah.
1: They're going to go up. And you crack that, you've created just a liquid chain over the entire thing. And you can pump you can pump, pump, the old brake fluid right into that clear plastic tubing. And you can watch as you're getting the old, shitty, brown, nasty, rust-filled brake fluid up into that tube and replacing it with clean, beautiful fluid. So, you can visually see when you've purged the system. This works really good and it requires no fancy tools.
3: You really should have, I mean, when you crack your bleeder, yeah. if your master cylinder is really clean, it yeah. should start dripping out. It should yes. gravity feed. It should gravity feed. If feet. it doesn't do that, I would suggest cleaning out the little holes. The, little the tiny two holes. holes. Yeah. Clean <laughs> out the holes. Yeah. And one of them is small, I mean, it's the size of a carburetor jet. Yeah. And the only thing that I would recommend for that is one whisker from a wire brush yeah. to clean that out. brush.
1: Yeah, brass brush, whisker, throw it, pop it in there. That's, if you ever experience a brake that will energize but it will not release, that hole is plugged. That's, that's your compensator hole. That's literally the hole that allows things to come back the other way and to fill in the space behind the pump. And if you got a brake that you can pump the brake up and the bike will not move when you let go of the handle, that's what you got to pull that thing apart, purge that, clean those holes out in the top, and it'll be fine. It's, it's something that happens super duper all the time on old bikes. Because most of the time the fluid in old bikes is 10 years old or older.
3: And it's, it'll, it'll get you every time. Uh, keep in mind that brake fluid. When you pump your master cylinder out when you're trying to bleed it, mm-hmm. do you pump up, pump, up, pump, up, pump, up, 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 or do you do slow pumps? What's your feeling on this?
1: Well, you know, I just learned a thing from a guy. This is kind of a tech tip. I was taking on a lot of the CBs that were doing a lot of the, the late 70s and early 80s bikes. It costs more money to do a rebuild kit than it does to just buy a whole new pump from the Guangzhou province of China, Lucky Mountain. Anything could be yours for under ten bucks. It's they're about thirty or forty or fifty bucks. If you find a generous shop, they might sell it to you for sixty or seventy. A rebuild kit's thirty bucks. Exactly, and the hours of labor to do it wrong. So, you can just buy the whole new thing. But what the guy had told me, we had one that was did not work out of the box. One out of like a dozen I ordered. And the one that didn't work out of the box... you got to kiss
3: a lot of frogs.
1: I I called the guy immediately, and I was like, Ah, yeah, fucking sent me a bad pump. And he goes, Well, when you were pumping it, did you give it a full stroke? Of course I gave it a full stroke. I stroked the fuck out of that thing. I stroked the piss out of that thing, and that's how I know it's leaking. (laughs) Well, apparently, when they're brand new, um, don't give them full strokes because it flips the seal backwards. So the seal that's on not the Not if piston. it's a goddamn Honda seal. That's what <laughs> I said. Not if it's a goddamn Honda seal. I said, I've been doing this my whole life. I've never had one of them do that. And sure as shit, so just for the fun of it, I took the thing apart and yep, the seal was flipped around backwards. It wouldn't hold oil in. Uh-huh.
3: So, uh huh. So I put out a latex instead of it was
1: not a very strong seal. So but that is something that I learned is that it's better to do many short strokes than it is to do those
3: crusher all the way to the grip strokes. And uh, yeah, that makes sense. You're just trying to move air around. If you sometimes like when you're trying to get it pumped up, you'll see when you're pumping it, you'll pump it, and you'll see little tiny air bubbles coming yep. up out, up and down, up and, and down. That's, that's what you're. Yeah, that's yeah. what you want. But if you do that for a while and it doesn't work, try yeah. my try my oh, tip. Go to every go go cr- bleed a- each of the fittings. Yeah. Do them each independently too, and I, that's why it's like
1: you secure them. Secure the bottom bleeder. Secure the bottom banjo. Secure all that, and then crack the top banjo, mm-hmm. and just while it's under pressure,
3: crack the top. Bl- make sure you get a bunch of paper towels around it. Well, when I clean, when I, okay. I I generally don't rebuild anything. I just clean it out and put it back together. Right. But when I clean out my hey uh,
1: Bethany, come on in.
3: I always take to have the top banjo off. Yeah. Hold my thumb over it, yep. and I'll just bleed out the. Make sure that the, the master cylinders work first, and I put that yep. together first step, and so on and so forth. All yeah. The way I, down. It's. For the number
1: of bikes that we have come into the shop where the brakes don't work right, it's kind of epic. I mean, it's a very simple system. It's a remarkably simple system. But the vast majority of bikes I touch on a daily basis, the brakes don't work correctly. They don't. They're hanging up on one side. They're hanging up on the other. And they're not working right. Or i got to pump them twice before I have enough pressure to slow I the motorcycle. I have a
3: desperate out. issue with my KLR650. The, mm-hmm. the front brakes are shit. They're pumped up, they're everything, yeah. it just has no stopping power, whatever. The fronts are, yeah. Those front pads are wood. They yeah. need, I need yeah. new front Well, pads and there's also the pads what's pads. called green glazing. Yeah. So, you know, a
1: big part about motorcycles and bicycles and everything else that has disc brakes, you'll put a brand new set of brake pads on a bike. Yeah. And you do have to break them in. I mean, you do. You don't just, you don't just put them on the bike and take it out and go like, crush it. That's how I'm going to break the brake. No, you don't. You do have to break them in a little bit gently to knock the factory glazing off of them. Without
2: building new glazing on them, talking about uh, the uh, the bedding in process. Yeah, the bedding in process. Is it the same for a motorcycle? Where you find an industrial park like as close to your house as possible, and you do like fifty to twenty, like four times. <laughs> it's uh,
1: it, it's it's that, but it's not crushing. And it is. You do want to give. You want to give gradually increasing builds of heat. See, so gradually increasing builds of heat. If your brake rotors are ventilated. You know, they have slots or circles or something. That's not only there to dissipate heat, but it's also there to clean the pads because they they do clean the pads. If you just have the old-fashioned solid steel rotors, um, they they make heat like a son of a bitch, and they don't clean the pads. They tend to glaze the pads like crazy. Uh, We have found that on a lot of those old bikes, when they either squeak like crazy, when you're not using them or you're trying to come to a stop and it's
3: squeak,
1: pull those pads off, hit them on the wire wheel, and then throw them back on. You know, or take a
3: take a sanding device. I'd like to, to soda blast my disc. Like, and then yeah. It up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't want to regular sandblast yeah. it? Nope. Because that might impregnate it with sand. And That's right. And I know right. for a fact, yep. using sandpaper on your disc, which yep. I did back in the day, yep. to try to deglaze it, yep. that will make them squeak like a motherfucker. Yeah, they'll,
1: they'll squeak ten times worse than they ever did before. Uh, the correct thing for that, if you do want to try to deglaze your disc or remove anything like get oil or some substance, substance brake cleaner and then like steel wool. So, do a really coarse grade of steel wool that will take the, uh, that will help scuff up the rotor without, and if you want to do a wire wheel, you can do a wire wheel too if you have it off, if you have the thing off. But using sandpaper is a fucking problem.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Another sandpaper good. is a no go.
3: Never worked for me. That's no, and
1: it's, it does make them louder. It makes them squeal like crazy. So, that's definitely a bad thing. The, uh, if you do get a lot of noise, there's a couple of different things they can, you can put chemicals and things painted to the back of the, ro- the pads. I've never had that stuff work great, but they say it helps. The
3: orange stuff, the orange schmoo that. that you
1: put on the back yeah. of the pads. Yeah. Does it work in the car industry?
3: I, I don't car brakes it, are so
2: insulated by the body of the car around yeah, you. It's like I, I hear, I yeah. hear barely anything. It's like I go to you go to ceramics so that you don't get as much brake dust right. on your nice wheels. And then meanwhile, you, have you grab the front brake sweeping. on a Vespa when you get. Whoosh. Yeah,
3: <laughs> because they're yeah. ventilated disc. And they yeah. just...
1: I as soon as you drag your finger on a front a Vespa front rim, front brake. It makes that sound, and I'm like, that's so rewarding. I'm like, I have disc brakes on a Vespa.
2: You're
1: like, oh, that's cool. That just sounds great. Norm- normal motorcycles don't sound that way when you
2: touch the front brakes. They don't make that awesome sound. Speaking of small bikes, can yeah. we talk about small bikes for yes, a second? Yes, we can. I as long as it's a, not a moped. It's a moped. <laughs> it's not a moped, it's two mopeds.
3: Oh, you already... But oh, yeah. so it's a hundred
2: CCs. It's a we yeah, so uh, uh, it's, it's get another cc's. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the issue was is that uh, nobody had told me that's parents' house, which from like the month or two before the house that I was ready to move into in Akron, before we bought the house, lots happened in a year. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Anyways. I was there every day. There was a there was a puke maxi in the corner that no one thought it's pronounced puke. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, funny story about brand loyalty. My dad apparently rode a Peugeot moped yeah. back and forth to the power plant back on the East Coast. And when I told my mom I got in the poop, she was like, we used to call those pukes. Yep. Those pieces of shit couldn't hang out with, with, with the Peugeots. And the motor like, pecans. There's, there's fucking brand loyalty among... No, in mopeds. You know, oh, yes, mopeds. there is. And I'm like, I can understand among like young hipsters, yeah, like, oh, man, man I, got I got a Tomos. But, like, no, like back in the day, like my mom carried that bit of information with her for You can hours. have a Tomos.
1: I mean, even in today's stuff. Yeah. It's easy to have a Tomos. Yeah, they're still making parts for those, but you you do get street cred for having like a Moby LAD. You get street cred for having a you know
2: a Pook. I saw a really gorgeous AMF, not a traction drive AMF because those things are garbage. It doesn't like, matter. It's still I make an fun AMF. fun of you, but I did have a
3: moped at one point. You did uh, the there black uh, Honda. Of course, I had a Honda PA50. Oh yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's so, kind of
2: cool. That that has a variator. Um, okay. So we got basically her brother, like what twenty years ago or something like that, had gotten a a pook Maxi uh-huh. ZA fifty two speed two speed, and uh, it had sat in the garage ever yep. since. And there were her parents were going to throw it away, and I said, "No, that was built in Austria. That means it's worth something." And so I had <laughs> them, I had them bring it There's
1: over. They many hiding in the gas tank.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so basically the. Uh, The main, like, frame body of it's good, and I'm hoping the bottom end and transmission are good. That is a bike that has the gas tank integrated into the frame. Sure does.
1: Yeah. That's a bit of a problem with mopeds.
2: It's got old gas in it, but it's not rusty inside. I looked inside of it, so I'm going to run vinegar through it. When you pull
1: the fuel tap off, you pull the fuel tap off. If anything resembling dinosaur parts comes out the bottom, you know that you're in for a tough night. Yes. Because it's really hard to to fill that moped gas tank up with Metal Rescue and nuts and bolts and screws and shake the entire thing. <laughs> it's really hard to do. I'm sure I've is. I've done it a bunch of times. It's not rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. It's better to have an auxiliary gas tank and just call that the frame. <laughs> oh, you mean your old gas tank? No, no, that's the frame. It we'll has a the uh, monocoque frame. We'll do the
2: JCPenney uh, Pinto. Hot the a. Pinto a. always looked cool. I always thought the Pinto gas tank looked kick-ass. I so thought the Pinto was what a. the other guy had off. that had like the separate half-chrome yeah, right? tank hanging off the frame. Yeah, the yeah it's like half-chrome or
1: half-black and yellow with the, with the speed holes yeah. painted on the side. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty they cool. They do look kind of
2: cool. They do. So They're slow so Maybe it's like them. I got the idea, I was like, you know, for the money that I'm gonna put into this thing making it nice, I could get another one. So I went and I looked at another one. And the guy wanted six fifty for it, and I was like, I wanna pay five hundred bucks for it. And then we went to it and it was like really nice. And I'm like, I'm not getting this thing for five hundred bucks. Six fifty for a moped? Dude, like like major <laughs> in major metro oh, areas, like yeah. nice ones. They're like twelve. 14, I've turned down, down a lot dollars. of twelve hundred dollar offers on my Mark II. You on should, my magnum, yeah. If you yeah. have a magnum, you yeah. shouldn't turn down like anything less my, than like fifteen hundred. Uh, my it. UPS magnum, the, the
1: brown magnums with the gold stripe, mm-hmm. or affectionately known as UPS magnums, and it had the gold rims. It was everything that it wanted. It had yes. the door on the glove box on the back. It, so, it wasn't it was missing anything. It was bone stock. It was a little, a eh, little bit of patina, but I sold that for sixteen hundred bucks, and it was not. It was not a long argument. Yeah, yeah. I, I told the guy came in my shop. He goes. I heard you, I've heard you got a Magnum Mark II. I'm like, got two of them. And I got a Maxi Sport. I'm like, what do you want? I got a mint green Maxi Sport. I've got two Mark IIs. What color Mark IIs? I got a UPS and a silver, yeah. And he was like, I hate you, but now I'm going to try to negotiate. And he did, he tried, but, you know, I think I spent 100 bucks on that UPS. And so the guy who brought it into the $100 shop.
2: $100 is admittedly like a full rebuild.
1: Dude, the guy who brought it into the shop was completely angry at it. It had been in his garage for 25 years. He tried everything to fix it. It never ran right. He brought it in. I told him, I'm like, I'll fix it for you. I'll do it right. It's going to cost 600 bucks." And he was like, what money will you give me for it? And I should have said $5. I said 100 And I had 100 And when he left, I, I was courteous enough to wait until he left the building before I did my happy dance.
3: I got a UPS. for hundred bucks, yeah. Some of those know. came in for free.
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah. oh, lo- I've had a lot of mopeds. Just tell people straight up. I've got two and a half hours into it. You owe me two hundred fifty bucks. You got to come here and pick this up. And after like seven months, just leave the voicemail. You don't own this anymore.
2: Yeah, it's mine.
1: It's mine. Yeah, I own it now. But so. they seem to find. They seem to work their way into good homes. Yeah. You
2: know, they, there is still a cycle of life for a moped. It's it just. They're fun. So it's like, it's going to be like Beth's learning, like, learning how to rebuild an engine bike, yep. learning how to ride a bike, bike. Oh, yeah.
3: I would really. I feel like a lot them.
2: better about her learning. T- I, I feel a lot better about you laying down the $600 poop I'm picking up tomorrow as opposed to laying down anything bathtub. else on the
1: planet. <laughs> so. It's slightly, I mean, it's slightly more violent than laying down a BMX bike. Yeah. Right. I mean, there, there's a very. You don't want to lay anything and down. And it's a step Please. through. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a step. She likes the skin. So that's you don't actually fall. Right you don't actually go down with it. Yeah, you you just gra- gracefully fly away from it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. only yeah. a little bit of It is a right. moped. So so it is a motorized
3: bicycle. Third time get off. So it is a bicycle. Two
2: Hers is a two speed. Mine's a single speed. Yeah, but because you're small enough,
1: the two speed will actually function for you. When you're this size of a shaved ape, the two speed does not function for you. Yeah. You we will be traveling
3: at approximate velocity of, if you're lucky, 30 miles 35. an hour. 35. It's a two-speed. 35-40? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two-speed will do like 35-40, yeah. so yeah. we, can ride 35 down to 40. The, we can ride down
2: to the bar yeah. together. No, not if you're on a single-speed. She's going to smoke your ass. If I put a 74cc... Smoke his uh, ass. Pull any kid on mine. Well, that's... So, not,
1: I mean... If my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> if I... Uh, i
3: be a high-speed tuner on my Moopede. I would. It would be interesting to ride one. I mean, you can buy a lot you of can shit buy for those. Buy turbo exhaust. You can buy. You can down. do like can a buy-
2: full like blueprinted race yes. build oh, for yeah. so those for like three hundred cool. bucks.
1: Now, up in Detroit when they used to have the velodrome, the bikes that would show up there were nothing short of amazing.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's like it, it's going to be a fun little. Yeah. It's going to be something fun for us to do together, and we can throw both of them in the back of my Sansa wagon and go to a. Uh, oh, to you know, me, you
1: know, that's that's the point where you have just reached nirvana. When you have the Stanza wagon and you have two mopeds in the Stanza wagon, there's nothing else we can do for
2: you. Yep. Yep. It's like almost as bad as the day I brought home a couple Sony Trinitrons from the thrift store. Yeah. Really? I was like really like obsessive about not only, not only buying a CRT television Mm -hmm. to play my old video games on, but which CRT television. No, getting
1: a Trinitron is I mean, it's like
2: it's the only way to fly. I'm glad you get it. So I
1: was I was in I I was a whole bunch of those out of hospital when they got rid of all those little TV monitors you could have in, your, in front of your bed. Oh, yeah. They had the arms on. They were all Sony trim shots. Oh, shit. And they were like a five inch screen or a four inch screen. Yeah. I think I ended up with a dozen of them. Nice. They're four inches, five inches wide. They're 20 inches deep. They weigh 40 pounds. You could kill a man with one of these things. They're so And nice today,
3: bro. your iPhone does everything better. I was geeked about my moped and I had exhaust picked out. I'm going to put it kid on it and do the everything get it on that bitch I got it running and I took it for a ride yeah I sold that motherfucker as soon as you could. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean that may happen if right. I can't
1: make this into a blender it's leaving <laughs>
2: if I can't cut my grass with it this right. is worthless to me that's right so uh, put it
3: over your shoulder put a whip on it
2: but so the reason I picked I had already
3: ridden motorcycles and ridden all kinds of other right. stuff, so that was a very anticlimactic for me. So you're a giant shit. and I'm a giant dude so yeah. it's not-
2: I love small bikes yeah. I've got an article going live on RideApart.com tomorrow or huh? several days ago, depending on when this podcast Oh, no,
1: it'll be, it'll be several days
3: ago. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, so several days ago, an article
2: went live on RideApart, basically mm-hmm. pointing out the, uh, the issue of every time you, if you're into small bikes, That's very nice of you, thank you. You didn't offer, even offer me one. To, to, to offer Beth a gigantic honey brown. <laughs> um, basically, so what's your article? It's about how every time I get into small bikes and I post a small bike on Facebook or I get in a conversation with a hardcore motorcyclist, they're like, why don't you like what I like? Oh, yeah. I like going fast. Yeah. I like spouting performance figures as if they had any sort of bearing Mm -hmm. on enjoyment of a motorcycle on a day-to-day basis. Or... I like dry, I like riding 3000 miles at a time. <laughs> or or I like playing, you know, I like getting in leather and I, I like my Judas Priest cosplay. Sure. So why why don't you like what I like? Why don't you buy an SV650 for that money? An SV650 is perfect. I'm like I'm literally riding up the street to Circle K because right. I'm I'm half drunk, half yeah. high, and I want a Mountain Dew. Right. There is no better tool in the world for this that. This is what it's engineered to do. Than a moped, right. a Kimco Spade, or a TW200. If
1: I could be in flip-flops with a cocktail in a hand, right, mm-hmm. like, that we always joke. There's the Honda Metropolitan. There's a beverage involved here. Right. Yeah. If it's a Honda Metropolitan, they should only, you should only legally be allowed to ride a Honda Metropolitan. If you're a man my size. If you are wearing flip-flops and you have a mixed drink in your left hand, if you're ever seen riding a Honda Metropolitan with proper footwear and no cocktail in your left hand, you're violating some law
0: somewhere.
2: I just, I made a, a. So I'm very like, I'm very much like an all the gear, all the time guy. Yeah. But like, I'm never gonna wear a helmet when I'm riding the poops because I feel like if I fall off, if I get in a bad enough wreck to hurt myself, I want to die. You better die because <laughs> I don't want to live with well the, the shame. shame.
1: Or just so you can be the statistic number one,
2: killed <laughs> on a moped. The first person ever <laughs> killed on a
1: moped. But Set up I
2: a whole me new me range of rules. <laughs> you can't be mad at me forever. I'm dead. I'll still be mad at you. No, I'll, I'll still be mad at you forever. That dumb fucker. You know what? Get a boyfriend a, a week later and be done with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Don't even bother being man. Living well is the, the best of like how many boys. Yeah. That,
2: there's like a lot of boys. There's like ones that are <laughs> taller <laughs> than me. Oh, in the moped community? Just in general. In the moped community. Just in general. Available for her, for her. I like, like if I, I die, die on a moped, she's yeah. probably going to go the other way with that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing is, is that getting into small bikes, is that's kind of my in. And that's I'm, I'm a contributor to RideApart.com now. And they don't have anybody who covers scooters or mopeds or small displacement motorcycles. And I'm like, I'll do that. Those are my favorite kind of bikes. I love slow motorcycles. <laughs> Yeah, you and bought I've, that Yamaha 50. <laughs> did I tell you how I got rid of the Yamaha 50? Uh, go it's, ahead. It's, I don't think the podcast the listeners heard. It's still in my garage. Your Yamaha Virago
3: 50. Yeah, yeah.
2: The 50cc Virago. It's the <laughs> you can let that sink in. It's the uh, it's the um, YSR that you don't have to fold yourself into.
1: Or. It's the YSR that has no hope of ever being slightly cool. Yeah, right. Precisely. <laughs> precisely. Yeah. There's
2: Isn't no, there's no team calamari for your bike. It's a slightly it's more comfortable night- and enormously less cool YSR. It's S-R. not the
3: midnight special 50. No, you're
2: right. It's not, the, right. Midnight it's not the midnight it's the special. 50, which is the, the, the true unicorn movie. of unicorns. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thank I traded it for a set of doors for my BMW station wagon. Oh, okay. I can because see that. I spent 13 months finding doors and I finally found a set of doors that weren't rusty. And, and the said, person
1: who go. had said doors was willing to trade you for the world's no a guy who most runs punchable runs a, motorcycle.
2: A guy who runs a, an independent transport company also loves small motorcycles and he was all about that and he said I will get those doors for you. Really? So Holy I mean shit. if you looked at what I would have had to pay for those doors, I turned like my $400 oh, into, you like, did really well. into like 8 or 800 yeah. or a grand.
1: For as far as trading uh, trading material
3: goes. At least that's what you tell Bethany. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's she knows.
2: I mean, the doors are like 150, 200 bucks a piece. And is that right, Bethany? Like you yeah, to get them there. All she
1: knows is that there's no she, chance she has to be on that quote
2: back seat, which is actually a storage compartment. Yeah, you can't actually sit on it because it's a Did plastic. it have rear pegs? No. Oh, I, I had one rear peg on it that I took it, off. the right. only I need one somebody, rear peg. Somebody drilled into the swing arm. Into the, the swing arm. One rear peg. You know structural integrity? Pshaw! We're gonna drill a quarter inch hole through there. I mean, what? It's not like it's ever. Gonna, it's 49cc. <laughs> it's a swing arm. over 100
3: ride. pounds is ever gonna ride a 50cc bike. There I is. couldn't ride it. I tried to make it
1: ride. I tried desperately at the shop. I'm like, okay, I got it on a bike. I, I started it. I made it make all the noises. That's great. I revved it. Okay, great. Functional. Good. Sat on the bike, the suspension disappeared mm-hmm. for the second. Like, the two rubber bands and the one bent p- paper clip that was the rear suspension on the motorcycle just was right on the stops. I was like, okay, I'm just going to ride it around the parking lot once to say I did. And it was undirectionable. Like, every part of the bike was like, I want to go straight, and then I want to make a right. And the bike was like, I want to be a wet noodle.
3: Did you lock the hinge in the middle? Because I the in
1: the middle? Yeah. I thought maybe I'd left the steering column lock engaged. It didn't want to go the direction it, I wanted it, it to go. It is a
2: tremendously bad motorcycle. I like, was I'm surprised I very... found like a bike worse than my Sportster. But I haven't bought a good motorcycle yet. Like it I was... haven't owned a good. I've ridden a lot of good motorcycles because when you the, sports, the of...
1: Sportster is arguably a good motorcycle because it's 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 you know you didn't get a ridiculous Sportster. You actually did buy a Sportster that is. A sportster. Yeah. You know, it's not the clown car sportster or the fake something else sportster. Yeah. It is you didn't buy a proper sportster. So the sportster is good in the fact that it is the embodiment
2: of what a sportster is. I bought be. a really good blank canvas of a sportster. The yeah. problem is is that when yeah. you paint the canvas and you and have we, a piece of artwork, you can't ride the artwork. The artwork's really good to look at. If you tried to ride an artwork, <laughs> if you tried to ride a painting, yeah, it's not Doesn't cool. matter how yeah. pretty the painting is right. when it's done; yeah. it can look really cool. You could do like a like a, a naked chick with big tits fighting a dragon. Like that'd be a really cool painting, but you couldn't ride that painting to work and have any fun with it. No, no and that's kind of no. what Bill's Sorry, That like. wasn't
0: supposed to really come out. No,
2: no, I think oh, no, that's no, she's pretty, pretty she's accurate. Representation. Representation. She's, she's used to in my happy place. Yeah, yeah, she's used to my metaphors. somewhere other than here. <laughs>
1: The uh, so that's it so cool we're glad to have Cam back that's yeah awesome. I'm excited it's really to be, I'm great really excited to be um, yeah we're gonna and it was nice to McElfresh to show up well thank played. you Mac well played well played and now what because, are we drinking tonight because Mac? Johnny
2: Chrome wasn't here I have to come not? back yeah you got to come back because grown? Johnny
1: Chrome wasn't able to show up tonight so yeah guys uh, I I can't say I, it's I know we've taken a little bit of a break I'm gonna drop this podcast pretty quick so we don't have to uh, have, don't have to have the fevered itches of uh, you know. Podcast heroin deprivation. Uh, the one thing that I do want to make a shout out to, and that is, if you live in a city, that city has a distinguished gentleman's ride. Go to gentlemansride.com. Register. It doesn't cost you any money to register. Just register. Find out where the nearest city is near you that's doing a ride and participate in it. If your city doesn't have a ride, it's not too late to get fucking signed up for one. Submit. Submit to be a ride leader or participate in one. If you're in the greater Cleveland area or if you're anywhere, I don't know, say, I don't know, Columbus or Pittsburgh or Toledo. Get your ass over here. Get your ass to Cleveland. It's September 24th. Our Distinguished gentlemen Ride is better than most. Here's why. We start at Porco. Have you ever heard this podcast mention Porco before? Yes. Yeah. And usually it's so packed you can't get near the fucking place, but they're closed on Sundays unless you're in the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. So, if you're in the DGr you're going to get into porco you're going to see what it's all about, and it's not going to be crowded for you. They're giving us a free breakfast Really? amazing free food, special drink prices, et etc, etc. A big giant parking lot, all the room in the world to park uh, and then we're going to leave probably at the crack of noon <laughs> a nice general civilized hour. You have to dress nice uh, yep, yeah. dress like an adult, dress like a, a distinguished gentleman or a gentle lady, if you will it's all about having a goddamn good time so that's the goal but if you want to sign up and donate a little bit of money to the distinguished gentleman's ride it's for the movember foundation as well so there's the prostate cancer research angle there's the preventing men's suicide angle there's all kinds of really good stuff going on and for no contribution or a minor contribution or get your friends to pledge money on your dumb ass to see if you'll actually do it (laughs) um you could come up with cool things and if you If you donate $1,000, they give you special prizes. If you donate in four different weird little categories, you know, like 200 bucks here or there, um, you might be in the running to win a free Triumph. They're giving away a Triumph motorcycle. Uh, There's a thing, right? You could participate in that. And then our ride's going to go out about 65, 75 miles. We're going to go out um, through Brattonall. We're going to go downtown. We're going to go through Brattonall, sell the fancy houses, because we're going to be dressed up all distinguishedly. Then we're going to go up Route 6. We're going to go up to Squire's Castle. I'm working on some of the park rangers, giving them phone calls and begging, is there any way we could please, please, just for a minute, get our motorcycles lined up in front of Squire's Castle so we can get a picture of our distinguished people? And maybe we can get a picture in front of Squire's Castle. That'd be pretty cool, Cleveland Landmark. Cool. Then we're going to run out to uh, Tavern 6 for a nice, uh, what do they call that, a, a rally point? You know, In case anybody lost us, they can find us at Tavern 6
2: a cool alcoholic
1: repast there might be a refreshment involved there or and we might even stop at bcf cycles our friend larry mm-hmm. who so does all the right
2: larry.
1: larry's right there on Chardon road very close to where we're going to be and uh, he said he might have a full fridge so if he has a full fridge that could be sponsored for us that'd be praise cool. be to larry praise be to larry and then we're going to leave there come back down fairmount see all the other beautiful mansions millionaires row millionaires row and come back to and that's the land of the uh, the Gettys, and that's the land of the, uh, who's the, the Vulcan, Firestones?
0: Land of the life and
3: snow. Is Carnegie's or Melbourne's The
1: Carnegie's, or yeah, we had the Carnegie's there. So that's where in Cleveland, Cleveland was a, a real Missouri. boom town. They built those houses up so they could see the boats on the water, I guess. But uh, we're coming back to Porco, Porco again. Did you that's say Porco I again? said Porco twice. It starts and ends at Porco? It starts and ends at Porco. So you must be fucking I there. know. Praise be to Porco. And guess what's going to be waiting for you at Porco at the end? Oh, more food that somebody else is paying for. Oh, my God. I know, right? So we're going to find out which one of our sponsors is going to be nice (laughs) nice (laughs) enough to donate food for us on Porco. But, yeah, and that means, well, Porco means that's a private party. That's us. That's us at Porco. So it doesn't get much better than that. I've tried some other ideas, and uh, this one is the one that resonates the best. Nice. I like it. The fact that Porco is
3: opening on Sunday... Is amazing. Thank you so Thank much, Thank you, Porco.
1: Porco. It yeah. really is. I mean, they, they hold those Sundays sacred because the, the other six days of the week, they are truly killing it. And it's very, very hard to get into Porco on a Friday or Saturday night. It's almost impossible to get into that place. And so that they're willing to come in on their day off to sponsor and host for us is kind of special. So that's really cool. We're going to have some neat prizes and giveaways and all kinds of silly stuff as the day goes on. But, uh, yeah, dress distinguished. And if you're not sure what distinguished is, look it up. Look, some, look at some pictures of the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Um, our personal thing is you may, when you're reading the information of the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, you may say that there's something you might say, like, this is for distinguished motorcycles. And that you may get the idea that your sport bike or your Harley is not welcome. It is welcome. It is welcome. Uh, in some cities, and some groups, they say your sport bike or your Harley, if you're registered can participate by riding at the rear of the pack. <laughs> I'm probably not going to say that. Uh, I'm, as I'm the organizer of the ride here in Cleveland, I'm going to say if you were awesome enough to register and you were awesome enough to dress up and you are awesome enough to come out on September 24th, 10 o'clock in the morning for a ride that leaves at noon and participate and have fun with us, I don't care if you're riding a Honda Dream or a Honda Valkyrie.
3: Motherfucker, this is Cleveland. If yeah. you're willing to come out at all... If
1: you're out and you're having fun and you're embracing the spirit of being distinguished, goddamn, I'm glad you're there. We'll take numbers. Yeah,
3: right on, brother.
1: Yeah, we're right on. I, I, I may give you a stern talking to and recommend you get a different kind of motorcycle.
3: You'll be buying Because on the a-
1: website it says, for this event you could probably rent or borrow a classic inspired motorcycle. No. <laughs> Fuck that. You're going to rent a goddamn motorcycle to go do the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride?
0: Who are you going to rent it from? Bring what, you, what you got. Run what you
1: brought Oh, I love it! All right, guys, that's Let's it. Let's sing it out. Are we waiting for Cam? Dude, we should wait for Cam.
0: I don't know. We Cam,
1: I... what? where's days... your ass? Get your yeah, ass so over here, it. man! Blah blah blah, blah <laughs> Cam Vanderhurst. Blah blah blah. Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, out.
2: Out. Uh, I'm contributor for RideApart.com I've now. It like three times. Yes, I'm really Give excited me a fresh about. Plug. It. Uh, HDForums.com. So I know the big, the two big things that like you're like. Your main podcast listeners are people who are into small bikes.
1: And Harleys. And
2: Harleys. Clearly. So if you like yeah. your Harley content. What I about publish, small Harleys? Uh I Aramaki's. love to write about those more. Okay. I got some in the back. Really? Yeah. Let's talk later. But uh, <laughs> Finish up the plug. Yeah, yeah okay. Good. So sorry, Mondays and Fridays, and I have news stories posted and then various stuff throughout the week. So uh-huh. HDForums.com com and uh rideapart.com.
1: If you haven't read anything by Cameron, he has Acerbic wit. I mean, he's right on it. Uh,
2: just are you talking about the uh, the Ducati Harley? I was so proud of that. I can't believe be. they, let, they let me write another one about hey. how you know how millennials aren't riding Harleys except I'm a, a millennial and I ride and you're a, Harley. Riding a Harley. I just can't afford a new one yet.
1: Way to go, Sasquatch.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because you know my full nature. I mean, it's like, it's like it's really hard when I you know have hundreds of dollars of student loan payments a month to justify a forty dollar t shirt.
3: But I can get a much cooler
2: t-shirt with a band's name that I like on it for half the price.
1: Oh, man. Right. So on that, we're going to leave it at please remember to drive fast and take chances. Please, Johnny Mac.
0: Dun, 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 Push the button, goddammit. Press, pressed. Button pressed. Thank you. Yes. Got it right. That's always the... Insulted Dustin. Yes. Push the button, goddamn it.
2: Push the button. Can you hand me my spectacles?
0: The black ones? De
1: Schwarzer?
2: sit on that little white bike. I oh, my God. It's so much fun. It's it's the greatest thing. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a bath-sized bike. Is it? Yeah, it's like a bath-sized uh, Harley thing. Just it's a BSB. Bath-sized bike. A bit earlier,
3: before I had beer.